Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd, and here with me I have the usual, the tried, the true, the trusty, Rich Lotta. What's going on, man? Shit, man, just chilling. Um, just ready to talk about some WWE main roster. So you know what that means. We had to call in the big guns, the yes. returning, the exceptional. Uh, the last time she was on, I got so much, so many comments uh, from people saying how much they loved her and enjoyed everything she had to bring to the table. So you know we had to get her on. Uh, welcome back to the show to Sue Places and Shea Butter's own Tanya Rogers. What's going on? Hi, everybody. Yes, back by popular demand. Um, I gotta say, uh, you were one of my one time, only one time, but you were you are one of my favorite guests on One Nation Radio's history. We've been doing this since 2012. I don't uh, think I laughed that hard at our guest in, in a good way. I don't think I laughed that hard when we had a guest on. I don't think ever. It was hilarious. Um, I try to be funny. Yes, right. when you when you <laughs> said that they gave ACH my uh what I forgot I forgot what his NXT name was. You said they gave him a nigger shirt. I fucking howled. I mean, but they like <laughs> they did. When I saw it when I saw it. I was like, they gave they gave Kofi. Kofi had some nigger yep. gear. Y'all yep. seen his nigger gear before? Yes, Jamaican nigger. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh. That's how we started. <laughs> like if you're not yes. funny enough, they just they just be like, I don't know what to tell you. Smile. You had a nice smile. We'll put your yeah. big red lips on a black shirt yeah. <laughs> and sell Boy. it to people. When yeah. they see just, that, they gonna think of you. Yeah. <laughs> Loving to have fun. Oh god. Look at them. Look look at them entertain. <laughs> 
Yes. Like the but be- we talked about the best part was when no, the worst part was like when R Truth adapted the lines and said, "Can no one shuck and jive like him?" Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. that's why he, that's why um, Vince. But you know what? It's certain black people that that's what that's what they. I wish we would as black people would stop putting down. Like there's nothing wrong with with a black person who likes to entertain and right. don't want to think. But when it's time to bow up, I think I don't think our truth would like you've never heard of him being like a stooge or and when stuff with like Big E is that he don't never come out and Mark Henry somebody you know or Booker right. T some you know he right. always seemed like a supportive. But if that's the lane in life he want to take. And that's how he make his path. We as black people need to stop judging. <laughs> that's so making... hard, though. That's so hard because, you, you know, we rely so much well, on each other for support and for all that but, stuff to feel like, you know, you know what it is. Like, you feel like that betrayal, like you turn your back on on the on all of that when you do that sort of stuff. We, we you know, we, we give you sorts of names that, like, I bleep. But like, yeah, <laughs> I you're right, I Tanya. Like but that is should, also yeah. very hard. I, 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 you know what? I think it's easier for me because in the in Mississippi, it's not a lot of. <sighs> I don't want to. Niggas don't read around here, so it's like. <laughs> but they try, you know. They they try. They're trying their best. <laughs> I'm clipping that and I'm making that an audio meme. <laughs> Amazing. You know, but you get what I'm I think yes. it's 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 the it's a brother that's all well dressed and made up and got a nice haircut. He speaks very well, but he will put his brothers in the prison quick. But you know, the shucking and jiving dude, he he will get a sign in March with you. That's how they will shuck and jive, but they don't. They, they don't like white people. They just study them and know how to deal with them. My daddy was one. I'm telling you, I I've seen it with you. Ain't never seen them shuck and then turn it off. Like yes, sir, boss, up, ah, ha ha ha, and as soon as they turn it back, crack a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be the Leave first. They they know where the master sleep at. Why you think he's still there and he he didn't get fired during the cuts? He might know where a body buried, a body or two are true. Oh Why my. Vince like yeah. him so much? He knows some. <laughs> oh so, so everybody normally we only do one show a week. Um, this is special midweek edition. We're gonna kick the NXT and AEW to Monday, yes. but uh, we're going to be talking about Clash of the Champions, and we got a stardom talk later with our boy Zach Porter. So, um, <laughs> h- h- how you been, Tanya? <laughs> I'm just trying to keep... <laughs> I'm just, you know, it's, it's a pandemic. I'm just trying to survive yeah. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come out on the other... Like, seriously, have put in some... I think in like, okay, my daughter started talking about this last November. And so she put this in my head, like, we probably gonna be going through this for a while. So I'm just trying to 
stay informed, but not crack at the same time. And I just want somebody black with authority to let me know when it's when when we have to leave to say so. Otherwise, we just gonna keep on keep on pushing. Like Eddie Kendrick said, <laughs> we we gonna keep on trucking, baby. Oh lord! <laughs> but <sighs> yeah, we got um, no choice, WWE man. Clash of the Champions. Uh, before we get to that, uh, this show is sponsored by. Manscaped, the best in men's below the belt grooming. Uh, don't forget to get 20% off uh, using the code suplex at manscaped.com. And um, yeah, so I guess we should get into this intro. Of course, um, I'm looking at this card. Uh, I, I don't frequently watch WWE, but there's uh, one match that stands out a lot here. And I guess you think we should start with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Number one. Number one, universal title match, uh, Roman Reigns, the universal champion against Jay Uso. So um, I was on the show uh, a couple weeks ago saying how much I kind of was intrigued with this direction. Uh, of course, we had to get someone from the Empire, as they're called, uh, to come come tell, tell us about Roman Reigns. Now, like this man's a heel now. He's the champion. It's your time to shine. Honestly, um. You know, I played this scenario in my head so many times, and so many people have been like, "Oh well, you know, when he was going through the authority stuff, they were like, oh, which they always tried to give Roman's agency and his heel turn to somebody else through all the fantasy booking that I saw, and I, I always wanted it to be him turning heel on Seth Rollins, but." He, you know, he couldn't, but, you know, we'll cross that path when we get there. Uh, but the way he did it in, like, listening to him, this is actually the manifestation of the gimmick that he was working with with Dusty in FCW. Mm, so when he had the, when he had the like, suits? Yes, and that, ah. and that was, that was uh, something I really wanted to see from him, and that's the type of heel turn I wanted to see. And that's what I would say. I would say every time the clip came up, I would retweet it be like, this is the Roman I want. And I was kind of shook that I actually was <laughs> like, the way he came back, it was like, he just beat up. <laughs> he really dismissed him. <laughs> he really came and was like, y'all need to quit playing and boring these people and beat yes. them up and told them, get out of my ring. This is my best. And then the next time he he met them, he just came out and won the belt. <laughs> yeah. And so, I that, I, I think I that's like my it. favorite thing about this is like Roman Reigns just it appeared so out of quick. nowhere. Yes, and it was like fuck everything you saw in the last like four months. Yeah. Uh, I got this belt now, and yeah. never mind that that, that sucker shit. Yeah. Wipe this, wipe the palette clean. All that shit sucked. We know it sucked. We have Roman. Let's pretend none of that ever happened, and we move forward. Forget Goldberg was a champion. Forget the Fiend uh, winning the shit off after, on a rematch in Saudi Arabia after they had a no D, had a fucking DQ and a Hell in a Cell match. Forget all of that. Let, let's just focus on this belt now being blue and is now on this the dude that's the, that we wanted to be the top guy forever, but we. Can we can pull our hands on our asses to make it work 
in the way that it should have worked, and now he's a top, he's faced so many of these heels or whatever else, now he's, now he's a heel, he can face a variety of new characters and talents, and now it's up to them to uh, come up with whoever they want to make, be the protagonist of the show from the baby pace, baby pace uh, perspective. I, I like. And before it. It we get there, me. we got we got something like Jey Uso, which is really like this is a classic template. Like, um, for it's a relatively weak challenger, right? However, there's tons of history there. It's a family yep. member. It's a beloved guy. Mm-hmm. This is, um, you know, they've got a long history with each other. Going back from childhood, I believe there's a chronicle that came out on Jey Uso. Um, so I'm I'm planning on checking that out and. I think it's, uh, I, I talked about the scenarios that play before where either A, he can beat Jey Uso's ass really badly and mm-hmm. cement his heel turn. Jey Uso can wrestle him and come this close and then ultimately like join with him. Be like, well, you know, you are my cousin. And he's like, hey, man, you good? And he end up being Roman Reigns' pin eater or whatever. Or C, it's just, you know, a, a match between two guys, I'm sure, that are chomping at the bit to have a good match with each other, and Jey Uso ain't no bum. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm very excited about this, strangely. Yeah, I yeah, think the thing was, for, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Tanya. Now you can go ahead. Yeah, the thing for me was just like, they had gotten to a point where Roman in his pay-per-view matches were for like they just basically gave up on him trying to have entertaining matches like the matches he had in 2016, 2017, and just basically moved him on to this thing to where like, for lack of, for lack of a better word, like a Hogan type of run where like he's in there with people that no one would ever dare, um, cheer for. So therefore, instead of them shitting on Roman, they shit on the, the, just the, the whole entire match or check out and he's in there getting put on, putting, putting held and held in like long rest holds or whatever else. And it was like, this is killing this dude. So like, I'm glad to see him switch it up. He can now be the the person that sets the pace in these matches. He can be more aggressive, which that's the best of Roman when he's actually aggressive out here. You know, having you know brawls and wars. So um, I'm from that perspective. I'm I'm glad this is a change of the status quo that we've gotten from Roman. Like I I'm and I'm really surprised that we got it because, like I said a week or two ago, like. After, you know, it comes out he's a two-time cancer survivor, I thought that this is kind of like the part where, like, he's just never going to be a heel. And I kind of resigned, had resigned fate to this. Now I just have a, it's a new, it's a new lease on life. And, like, I'm glad that this has happened. And it can't be, it, it whatever happens, like, it can't be worse than what he was doing before. And it can't be worse than what we were getting in the title picture before. Yeah, um, so Tanya, you got any predictions on, on how this match is going to go? How do you see it, you know, kind of kind of playing out? And what, what do you think this means for Jey Uso, if anything at all? Um, well, I think Jay is the sacrificial lamb to, like, submit that the old Roman is gone. He's gone bye-bye. And how how is he going to do it? The biggest thing kill off his family mm. and the only family available right now is jay <laughs> so uh they could surprise me because they he the 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 manner in which he turned heels like when he first came and beat up bray 
and Braun, I was the one that was like, this might be like this seemed like heelish and people were like, How can you turn heel on to he first of all, y'all wanna cheer Bray Wyatt the fiend so bad when he just got a, <laughs> he just has a cooler entrance. He's still rambling, none of this stuff makes sense. Is where is it going? Where what is the plot? Yes. Please give me the plot. <laughs> we you've been doing this for a minute now. I think I was more on the I'll believe it when I see it heel thing with Reigns just because of like James said like you know this guy is a two time cancer survivor also like they pushed this man as the face of the company for five years like they're gonna need to do more than like beat up Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman for me to think he's a heel it happened shortly after yeah that same week when uh, mm-hmm. at the end of SmackDown, he was with Paul Heyman, and some people were still questioning it. And I'm like, really? Right. <laughs> like, what don't you <laughs> Paul get? Paul Heyman, he's not gonna be out there kissing babies, and you know, well, nobody can kiss a baby now, but you know what I'm <sighs> saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine like letting your your kid like doing whatever you know charity outreach thing like meet one of these wwe wrestlers right now in the middle of middle of them where they have many outbreaks every every other month couldn't imagine incredible um i I don't think the title is changing hands or anything here but Uh, no um, and i think uh, something interesting is gonna happen though it's good with storytelling but like listening to uh roman in his interview he uh he's still worried about covid so he goes to the building he isolates then he goes and does his segment he said he shows up late so <laughs> the show probably already in progress he come and do what he ever, ever he got to do and then go back home Bret Hart shit right yep. so i think Another reason why you gonna be seen like people were saying, oh, he's facing Corbin, but he trusts Baron Corbin ain't out there <laughs> posting conspiracy theories and testing, you know, Seamus. He trusts these two dudes to wrestle them. He trusts Jay, so I think it's gonna be that type of deal where he's not gonna be wrestling that much because he can't trust his coworkers. Right. <laughs> but I, I hope. Uh, when you think the next time he's wrestling AJ Styles <laughs> you know uh, I think what what's going to have to happen is AJ probably going to have to give him three positive tests in a row <laughs> he's like you want this check <laughs> three positive <laughs> tests in a row <laughs> and then I wrestle you the day of the third positive test not the next day but that day <laughs> or some weird stuff right. but yeah, yeah. so no, sorry go ahead Point. It's crazy when half of your co-workers believe it's like overblown. <laughs> like, and you coming back and you like, let's make this money. Stay your ass at home. <laughs> like, but he has he, you know, uh, apparently he has a reason. I think a lot of people don't want to stay in the house because they don't want to be at home. <laughs> yeah. But even if, even if I hated my house, I'd be in there because it's better than, you know. 
Um, Baby yeah, Cash I, I, somebody said that they wanted him to keep it till next SummerSlam because they kind of feel like he's been jerked around enough. And yeah, he's coming back because you know Vince. Yeah. You know Vince bothered him every week <laughs> at at two a.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> Roman Powell, you ready to come hey, back? Pal. Hey pal. <laughs> hey pal. Yeah, like. You know, he never had the long run um, that we all figured he was going to have as the top guy. You know, it got cut short. Um, it got cut short. Cut short. It was almost like he was damn near cursed with all the bad luck he's fucking had. So um, keep it on him for a long time. He's a heel. They love heels in WWE. They love. They love getting their heat. So fuck it. There's no excuse now. Unless he gets injured, there's no excuse for him not to have the long reign because all y'all do is get fucking heat on that sh- on these shows. So have at it. And, and the way he was speaking, he said what he said was he's not. He wants. He basically like in his interview was like, "Please come get this position. Who wants? Who wants to be the face? You, you <laughs> want it? Do you want? It? Like he was like, advertise, give me fifty five, fifty, fifty five, seven, seven, sold. You come get this." <laughs> spot so I can go make movies with my cousin already so he was like I'm gonna help you as much as I can but just like I'm not gonna be shady towards you he named a couple of guys but like who did he name um the main guy I heard cause I zone out sometimes when other wrestlers are mentioned I heard Keith Lee's name uh. I heard that name but I don't <laughs> I don't know if Vince knows what to do. Oh, we're going to get there. Oh, we're okay. we going to get there up oh, next. My bad. Okay. Yeah. But I just say this run, I wanted, I like the way it's subtle. He's doing things subtly. And when he first came back, people were like, he's in the same gear. And I'm like, you a lie. He ain't never wrestled in a shirt in his life. What do you mean? He, he, he never had a vest on since when he came back. It's not coming back, apparently. Like, I don't know if y'all know, but he said he's not going to have a shirt on. Oh, this oh Lord. That, I heard about that. So, so that's more your speed right there. You know what? If he has a shirt on, I'll be mad, but I will forgive him because he's trying to sell a pay-per-view. And he knows that it's a lot of women and men that want to see him wrestle shirtless. Hey, you're right. You, yeah. yeah, I can't count the amount of tweets I've seen. He needs to lose the vest and come out in, in the underwear. I'm like, <laughs> where bro, the draws? Like, <laughs> yes, where, where the draws and the grease? And I always liked it that he was full body because first of all, it was different. And then second, he looked like a killer to me because he's dressed like the police. <laughs> I, I was going to ask about that. You yeah. know, you know, oh, his rumorings giving just been... They I was got caught. into... I got into a fight with one of my friends. It was a fake Twitter fight, but uh-huh. because I said the shield was propaganda and she was like, look, I, I'm not going to. I'm just saying what it is. It was propaganda. Yeah. They got us. They got us to think cops were a SWAT team at that. The main people that be shooting, busting uh-huh. in people doors and shooting. They uh-huh. got black folks. Yes, to like, Tanya. You was cheering for the police. <laughs> don't don't do this. Don't start this shit. I was cheering for the folks. 
<laughs> with the yes. Indian crooked cops. Yeah. Injustice. Rookie cop. Yeah, remember hey, justice comes. Com, justice comes at a price. The J- whole brand of hey. justice. They, they slapped oh our heads goodness. in the chair for Jack Swagger against Rusev in oh, the no, name I of would, America. Yeah. Listen, that was never me. Yeah. Not no Jack Swagger. Look, Jack. Big E and Mark Henry, maybe not Jack Swagger. Jack Jack Swagger. You can't like if somebody told me he wasn't racist, I'd be like, "You are lying." They would have to give me receipts to show that this man wasn't racist. That was funny. I would never. And then he's saying, "We the people." No, I know cold words now. I know. I just forgive the shield. (laughs) (laughs) All right. At least we got. We finally got somewhere. We. I just forgave him. Okay. Okay. We got. We (laughs) get somewhere. They moved. They have all moved on from that dark period of time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the big boss man, copaganda, same, yeah. same deal. I didn't um, ever like him though. No one did. That man's a cop. Like hey, you ain't. I'm not finna cheer for him or the Mountie. I didn't ever like no cops before right. the Shield came along. I didn't <laughs> like none of these wrestling cops. I didn't wrestling like them. <laughs> All right, y'all. We, we, we need to do. Came, we we need to do hashtag wrestling cops special because they got me to like cops. <laughs> so, and, and, and anybody listening to this, if there's anybody that you think is a hashtag wrestling cop, tweet it to us and and on on Twitter. We want to know all the wrestling cops, like people that might have been wrestling cops, like gimmicks or wrestling cop with Jace gimmicks, anything yeah. you can think of, send it through. The yeah. Undertaker. American badass was a wrestling cop. Yeah, he's an informant. He's an informant. He or or like a, a Texas Ranger, like yeah. one of them undercovers. Yeah, you could. Oh yeah, you're right. Or on or he been to jail, but he know people, and yeah, he rat people out. Right, right. he's snitching on he's snitching on, he's snitching on people in the bike gang. Yeah, another. Like one. he'll be he'll be the type like like he'll get a sh- in a shootout with the police, and then they have a coke. You know, after the paperwork is done, that's right. Comes a health cop. What his yeah. cousin anyway? They were just having yeah. a disagreement. Yeah, I got one. I got one while we're here. Uh, from Oz Academy in Japan, police. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Pol- yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. James, let everybody know who police is. Oh my god! There is a heel faction in Joshi in Oz Academy uh, promotion called Ozaki Goon, uh, led by Mayumi Ozaki, who is uh, the owner and uh, the <laughs> the top heel in the business uh, or in that promotion. Um, and her her clique of heels is called Ozaki Goon. They have Io Shirai's uh, younger sister, Mio, who is a crooked ref. They have Sari Ano, who is um, <laughs> an actress girl. They have Maya Yuki, who who's like the ace in Ice Ribbon. And... Um, a couple other people, and they have a male heater named Police who, in the middle of matches, when uh, whenever they're trying to protect the title for uh, Ozaki, they come out, they, they send all the minions out there, and all they do is cheat, 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 and every single one of their title matches that I've ever seen is levels and levels and levels of Triple H heat that Triple H ain't even thought of because Triple H ain't seen this yet but when he sees it he's gonna be set, he's gonna be mad as hell he didn't think of all this cheating 15 years ago it is ridiculous there is a match from um, August 
of 2019 that I watched with uh, Hiroyo Masamoto, who was in the Mae Young Classic, uh, fighting for the title against Mayumi uh, Ozaki. It is a um, electric is an electric bat bar or electric bat match. There's just so much cheating in this match. It's like a half hour long. I've never seen so much cheating in my life. I I don't even watch Oz Academy because there's so much cheating involved with them. It's just something something that I dip into and watch every so often. But yeah, fuck Ozaki Goon. Fuck police. <laughs> Fashion police. Yep, Fashion police cops. Yep, absolutely. Yes, and Snessy, that was cute. Those yeah. they that was still cops, cop again. Yeah, yeah, cop. they were cops. They were <laughs> still definitely cops. Cop. Yep. Yeah, those are cops that be in them videos after someone gets shot where they be like, oh, look at him play with a little black baby. Oh, that's so cute. Like, those, those, they're that kind of cop. Mm-hmm. They're the quote-unquote good hey, apples. Hey, the, 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 the sheriff of Raw, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, my God. Point. Oh, my God. He was the sheriff of Raw, wasn't I he? Did, I missed that. I missed that part. That's like, in, you know that's like after he uh, retired. Oh, God. I think Evolution was cop adjacent. Evolution? Yeah. Do like, tell. My dad's like his his dad was a police chief or something. Especially like Randy Orton. Randy Orton is definitely <laughs> cop adjacent. Cause like like he's the oh. one who like he, he has family in law enforcement, so he gets away with like a little date rape here, you know. Oh wow. Beating up <laughs> shit in bags over here. Oh, I got one for you. John Cena. Definitely cop adjacent. Definitely cop adjacent. Definitely. All that military, all that military uh, lip service. Absolutely. uh, That he had that love for the cops too. Absolutely. It's it's, it's cop adjacent, and and that goes into like the nationalism. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Hey, GI bro. (laughs) GI bro. God damn you, Rich. Oh, look at my African American. What the what, hell? What? 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 Um. You know those. You know those ads that you um that randomly start on your phone. So I was looking up wrestling law enforcement gimmicks, and then all of a sudden the president of the United States ad um com- comes up here. So amazing. Oh, His ears were burning. Synergy. All right, so back to this pay per view, y'all. Um, yeah. Um, so, so the I next think we, match, I think we covered. Yeah, next match, we covered everything with Roman. We moved on to this cop thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm assuming what was the next match because you watched SmackDown, Tanya. Title um, match. Sorry. Well, I was going to say WWE title match, but okay, yeah, WWE title match. We can we can talk about this uh, briefly because I know like Tanya, she she said earlier like, what was the line? What I don't even know what a Raw is. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Randy Orton versus McIntyre. I liked their first match from um, SummerSlam. I really liked the finish. Um, I think that, I mean, I'm, there's no reason why they can't have the same level of match with actual clean finish, but then again, it's WWE main roster, so what the hell is a clean finish? But Well, I'll tell you why. Because it's an ambulance match. Oh, shit. Is it's, it? It's because of all the punding and Claymore's. That's escalated. Uh, so uh, I think it's gone to a, uh, you know, another big level. And Keith Lee was thrown in for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. But Keith Lee's nowhere to be found on the show now. And what we're left with is it seems like WWE is like trying to tell you Randy Orton is about to win this belt. 
Could um, be. Could wait be. a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Pause. Randy Orton is about to win a. I must have been out of the loop. Randy Orton is about to be who Drew McIntyre. Um, he could very well because of no. the yeah because of the um the Edge thing they really loved um that that Orton did as far as um that program as far as like the promo stuff and then like the match at WrestleMania stunk but that match that they had that was pre recorded people it was a good match regardless if it was pre recorded or not um so you know and it's a it's a heel first comp or promotion or whatever else so you just imagine just a matter of time before they can't stand to book a baby face well on their I, television I would rather so, it be uh Seth Rock that's like Seth is the only person I I have tuned into Raw to see like his matches because mm-hmm. I see stuff and it's interesting and it's good to me like he's finally doing good I like his like, matches yeah. I think his I think his character sucks but I like you his matches like his character? I think his character is funny funny <laughs> but maybe I'm looking at it ironically because he's doing all this religious stuff and being this way but he's an atheist and so that's the that's the lens I'm looking from it. I think and, I th- I think that he's doing it, and but like it's just there's nothing actually there in the same way. And but it's not like in a way to where it's kept as a mystery in a way that like um Bray Wyatt keeps conning uh, Vince into trusting him. I yeah. think like there's gonna be something there, and there's gonna be some great angle or whatever else. It's like nah, I'm just all MacGuffin uh uh JJ Abrams mystery box bullshit. We're like. Seth ain't got that. Seth is just like, yeah, this is completely like bankrupt of of uh, of real uh, creativity. It's just a thing that I'm doing, but like I'm very talented, and y'all all like me. So, and I keep having good matches, and it's like his match, his wrestling is saving his what I think is a bad character. I mean, but I mean, well, that's always been the- right, right, <laughs> right. Okay, but back to I'm just confused of where. Orton like, has come from. I just know Randy Orton because I've been hearing his name since 2005. Like you know, like oh, I see what she's doing. Okay, gracious. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. It, this is Drew is the uh, first time champion, and then you put all this work into making him this year, and he has stuck it out. Like, what is the? It's not like. Putting the belt on Randy gonna matter that much. I don't know why Drew McIntyre can't keep it. Oh, you know, well, just go ahead and keep trying with him. Right, that's what I would suggest. I, I but think like, I think he should retain. Yeah, and I think he should retain. I think match because. Yeah, go ahead, Rich. I was gonna say you do this ambulance match because you don't want to pin Orton for whatever reason. That maybe that's their thinking. Hopefully so. I don't. I just don't. But Lawson is Austin's never. Keith Lee. <laughs> yeah, let's get like, to it. Okay, I saw um, something where Keith Lee got into a brawl. I saw it because they were making fun of the way Drew McIntyre slapped Keith Lee. They were like he barely touched him, and so I was like, "But I, how did how does Keith Lee figure into the feud?" <sighs> he was a plot device. Oh, okay. Okay. Like he was um, the TV program. He, yeah, he got okay. So after SummerSlam, then I had the SummerSlam. Uh, 
Randy attacked um, Drew. Drew was hurt. Drew, I'm sorry, um, Keith Lee fought Orton on behalf of Drew getting injured like the, ne- the next week because there was a pay-per-view the week after SummerSlam for some dumb reason. And then they had that match. Randy dominated it. And then like, at, and then Orton, or, or Keith Lee hit his finish at the end and won. Um, and then Drew came back eventually. And then they've been, all three of them have kind of gotten in each other's way, basically. Um, and then they basically sidelined uh, Keith Lee after he beat Randy Orton, um, which is stupid, I know. But uh, they decided to do that, so he's doing nothing on pay-per-view or he's coming out to run interference in this match. Interesting. Um, or uninteresting. Um, <laughs> they, um, I, I'm still not convinced they know anything what to do with him at all. They don't. Uh, I'm still baffled on their choice of wardrobe for him baffled on their choice of music for him baffled that they thought we wouldn't figure out what the fuck they're doing like after they do that little clean finish which i insisted like wasn't impressive wasn't gonna be anything um and then he gets to raw throughout the next month four out of the six matches and via dq it's like whoop you would think that they would know how to do something with this guy because he's big. He was fine at the Royal Rumble. He was fine at Survivor Series. Very good in both of those cases. And yep. then they just got to screw it all up. I I don't want to throw it completely in the can, but like I'm rolling the like I'm I'm bringing the trash out. I'm not rolling it to the curb yet, but the trash is in the can right now. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I am not. I, I'm in the same thing. Like I'm in that will see approach, and my will see is like I'm waiting for them to screw this up, and then we'll point out that like, yeah, these these warning flat these warning signs were there for for weeks. Yeah, well, you know, they screw up everybody. Yep. So yep. Yep. Uh, I just what I would like to see is uh, them consistently feature him and somehow. You know, somehow something starts to click for him. I just it can it, it can happen anyway, but I don't know. I think it's kind of good that they thought enough of him to. I mean, it's bad to say, but at the same time, it's good that they thought enough of him to use him in that situation because I feel like. Uh, Okay, well, let's just keep it. I don't, I really don't be trying to be mean. But I don't think Drew McIntyre is very interesting as a champion. Mm. And so, like, Randy Orton gonna give you Randy Orton. And if he giving you a Randy Orton at a certain level, he kind of expect more than I feel Drew is able like as a personality he just seemed dry to me like people were like he's showing a personality and I was like yes there was an attempt but it just seems like his personality it seemed like he's trying too hard or it just didn't never seem authentic to me like I don't believe he seemed like the person who like he like he eats everything with a fork and a knife <laughs> 
like that type of person. He's real. He's very tidy, and he always colors inside the lines. Like there's, like he has sex missionary or doggy or you know only three positions. <laughs> <laughs> Then he rolls over to his side of the bed and puts the condom in the waist. But like, there's no, <laughs> yes, know, he's generic top baby. He's generic top baby face post uh, John Cena um, of WWE. Yeah, and I don't. I I thought in TNA that he had found a little. But once he settled down. He had found a character just like Bobby Lashley, which Bobby getting back to it thanks to MVP, which I have been telling people for years and years and years. But no, Bobby Lashley was very was entertaining uh-huh. as fucking TNA, and they were like y'all lying. But they seeing it now because <laughs> <laughs> he's with the person who brought it out of him, and I'm like, I don't know who can bring it out of Drew. It seems like he. It's like, you know, he got a lot of weight on his shoulders and he's trying to not mess up or he's not loose with it. You Definitely. Know? Yeah. And, like and, like and what we've shows. said about Drew all summer is that we felt like this dude's doing as great of a job as anybody could right now. Like as far as like being like a rock solid anchor for the show, like yeah. ha- having a good match on pay-per-view every month <clears throat> and feeling like a champion or whatever. But I can see what you're saying like as far as him being like 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 he is dry yeah, like i'll it, say that yeah. but everybody's dry that's in that position every and it's been yeah. that case for like a decade except for like really nobody <laughs> it's been it's been john cena and then they suffer and suck a tash roman reigns and then they uh and then even when becky got to the top and uh, after wrestlemania they turned her into that like they have this thing where they feel like the top baby face has to be this mc of the show and this inviting warm character as opposed to like what got them hot, they they move off from that and they and they miss the mark. Yep. Every time with that, it's like you don't have to totally change someone over. Like even even Braun when they when Braun got over um, as a baby face or whatever else, they turned him into the the, 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 the super jolly green grind as opposed to like this dude that was going out here ripping shit down like he was sh- rookie year Shaq. It's like there's something there's something that just like Vince just feels the need to try to change or change this thing and it's like I and it, it's part of the when people talk about the show being like um antiseptic it feel like it has no it just it just it, the show just feels like too perfect I feel like it's a part of it too is like every it's too it just seems fake and it, I don't say it's fake it's a TV show about fake fighting but it's even that part feels fake so who we got? Ordner McIntyre. I'm gonna take Drew and, and hope that we don't get another Randy Orton title reign. Yeah, I'll take Drew. I, I, I like Drew's matches. I really do. I really like his pay per view matches. Tanya. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's Drew McIntyre. Hopefully, but like I don't. <laughs> 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 Welcome, right? All right. Uh, so we got the uh, Raw Women's title uh, jumping over there. We got Oscar defending against Zelina Vega. Uh, not one that I would have ever imagined happening. Um, oh wow, on the pre-show. It's pre, yep, pre-show, so, Shawty. Yep. So Oscar has gone from fighting for months in matches without finishes uh, against Sasha Banks and Bailey to the pre-show with Zelina Vega. 
Yep. Uh, Meanwhile, so, she's like one of the five best acts in the company this year. Who? Who? Would, I don't. Because I've I talked about this on the SmackDown side. Because like with what they're like Bailey is facing uh, toothpaste for like the fifteenth time. <laughs> Everybody no. feels that way. This is their eighth time ever wrestling on the main <laughs> roster. So <laughs> I don't. They need to shake it up. It's it's on both ends. On both when when Zelina Vega and Nikki Cross. Well, the answer, yeah, the answer is Bianca Belair. <sighs> Somewhere on either show, pick one. Just. Slip a coin, send it there. Yeah, like SmackDown, SmackDown, uh, their their division. When they first drafted them, we knew that they were super thin. But like they put they they, you see that Royal Rumble, you see what Shayna does, you see what Bianca does, and then like the last, and then you look at the last, um, and you score that with what happened like post WrestleMania to now, and it's like, what the fuck happened? Did they kill somebody backstage? Did they, did they, did they, what happened? Did they, like, shoot someone? I don't get it. I just don't. They, they, they ate something Vince didn't approve of from catering in front of him. <laughs> I guess so. They, um, I think, I think this match is going to go, like, less than three minutes and Oscar's going to kick her fucking dome off. Yeah, pretty much. How did Selena, I call her Selena. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cause, cause there's nobody in the world named Zelina. That's why. <laughs> uh, how did she Her get name? a title shot? Um, she beat, she beat Mickey. Mickey James. She beat Mickey James last she week. Who, who was no, last wait, title wait. No, she beat who? She beat Mickey. The James. legend. You know what? Mickey James don't. They always from the beginning. They always. <laughs> It's got to be Vince because this has yeah. gone on for a long time. Yep. The disrespect towards Remember Piggy James? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, they think of uh, now, now as a person that um, is a huge Oscar fan. I remember their match that they had at, at the TakeOver Toronto. Um, Oscar and Mickey James. They had a they had a good ass match, mm-hmm. and for her Mickey, whenever she, she's been given opportunity, she's one of the best women promos they have. So for her to come back off of, I think, believe it was a blown out knee, right? Mm-hmm. Come out after a blown out knee on this roster that is depleted, that they're giving looks so depleted that they're giving looks to uh, the iconics. For her to get a TV title defense, lose it. And then to put over Zelina, who is not a experienced Rupert. wrestler, not a very experienced wrestler. It's just like y'all, y'all don't learn. No one wa- like no knocking against Zelina because Zelina is very good at what she was doing when she was at NXT, and even when she gets the opportunity to do what she was doing then on the main roster. But she is a she is not. A person that's built for the ring that's not her skill set you're taking her out of her skill set to try to pop something else because you know she has a personality she can talk or whatever else but like we're at a point now that we're like if you can't work 
people. It ain't going to work. It, yeah, like, it, for the most part, it is, more times than not, it is not going to hunt. Like, people don't want to go out here and see a match that's a waste of time. You sound very muffled. Uh, I can't. I can't hear. Yeah, I can barely hear you at all. Can you hear me now? Yep, yep, yep. We can hear you now. Okay, I have my. Okay. But yeah, uh, I just mm, and then they said it was gonna be on a pre-show. So yep. she's. I I wish to God they would just not have a pre-show because everybody, anybody that gets put on the pre-show, nobody's gonna like it. So just just start the show, have the first match. Like, what is there a pre-show match for? And I thought pre-show was like, you know, okay, everybody, we're start taking your seats, uh-huh. and for the people that's sitting there waiting for the stragglers, right. have something to entertain them. Well, yeah. this is all the internet now. You don't like that's one thing. <laughs> Why do you need the? You don't need a pre-show. Just start the show. We don't need to sit there and listen to Booker T and JBL <sighs> talk about this. We we can see that. They, they still I, got Coach out there. Oh God, I hope not. He's still on them pre-shows, right? Is he? I don't they, know. I don't watch them shits. I don't. I stopped watching them when they started throwing Sam Roberts alien looking oh, ass on there to discredit black women. No, like Sam Roberts is somebody like, and I'm not big and mighty, but if I saw him, it would be it would be on site. Cause for the, <laughs> the disrespectful, he it is always it's like somebody pay him. Hey, go on here and talk shit about Bianca. Hey, go on here and talk stuff about Sasha, Naomi. It's too many black women in a row, bruh. So I I I want to know what the problem is. His. His whole shtick just sucks. Like, um, for example, right? I don't really ever since Bianca thing. Like, I never, I never was a person that watches the pre shows. I don't give a fuck. I don't watch pre shows for real sports. So I'm not going to watch it for fake sports. But, um, him, for example, once the Bianca thing happened, it was just like that makes no sense. You're saying that she is below, quote unquote, make be the standard of takeover. Meanwhile, like, it's like you know, it is. Everybody else has had shots that are like worse than her. a few people that have had shots have been, have been worse than her. What are you talking about? Like, were you saying this when they're doing the triple threat match with like um, Peyton Royce is in the fucking uh, on takeover before? Were you saying that then? Get out of here. So um, then you look at what he does and like he's clearly in the heel analysis role, role or whatever else. So like when they had um, Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee would say, "I predict the baby face." He would always pick and then. Uh, Roberts would pick the heel and then like when they had McAfee in that stupid fucking program against Adam Cole at, at, at um, TakeOver um, and McAfee's the heel he then says that Adam Cole the dude that he's been putting over for like almost two years as like the greatest thing in NXT history he said that he was going to lose to Pat McAfee I was like okay so you can't even like have the critical thinking to switch it up or the people with you to switch it up to make you not look like a fucking moron. Okay, your character sucks. You as a person, I don't know. I don't care. I personally find your voice to be just ridiculously annoying. Godspeed, bro. Like, <laughs> I think a lot of people, a lot of people who get in that position, 
they try to be Bobby, Bobby Heenan. Heenan. Yep. And yep. they and they don't well, understand. They think they were Bobby, Bobby Heenan was a full real, fully realized character with a history with a lot of these wrestlers that yep. he was calling. Yep. In my opinion, because Bobby the Brain was so good, it he kind of ruined it. We don't fucking need a heel commentator. Why would you want the person that's speaking to your viewer to antagonize you? The heels are quite. This is this is not having a heel commentator, having a heel owner. It lessens and diminishes the actual heels that wrestle and have to get championships. I, I'm I'm so glad whatever happened made it happen that there's no more authority or no big higher power. Who's it? What's it? Inner workings, middle management bullshit on that show that they had forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I'm so glad that's gone. I don't care. I didn't watch the show for the McMahons in the first place. This has never been that easy to look at. It ain't, and they have put this man's face on camera for 30 years, and I've had to watch this shit. I'm tired of it. Yeah. They judge um, him out now. It'd be so sad too. But yeah. And he'd be, you know, it's it's a funny thing with Vince is like, we always hear about whenever you someone fucks up a line or whatever else. It's it's World War Three backstage, and then Vince comes out there, and he meanders and can't remember half the shit or get half the shit he's meant to say out, and it's just like, I want, I mm. wonder, I wonder if you can hold up, hold up to that standard that you held for all these other people that you like, you just deep push okay. because they they bought some so, word or some shit like that or can't pull off your word salad nonsense. If he can't do it, but he gets he gets mad at other people all the time for doing it. I see he wouldn't like me. I would be fired because <laughs> you're not finna with your mush brain. You're not finna come at me. <laughs> However, right, well, you say it. Show me how to say it, big pimpin'. See, that's why. I pe- but I, I think, in a way, that's how you gotta be if you work there. But if, but then if you do it, if you certain people, they gonna call you difficult and try to run you right. out. It's all on who you are and what you can get away with. Yeah. So we got um, Bailey versus Nikki Cross, uh, part seventy-five for the women's title. <laughs> it's their eighth Man. match on TV. Y'all stop this. Y'all gotta stop. Uh, it's been- and then Nikki Cross ain't even. She she only got three moves anyway. <laughs> she jump on your back. She do the the uh, something on on the apron with the apron. Put it over them and then she'll beat them up. Yeah, and then yeah. some kind of slam or something. Yeah, but because her character is crazy, she's not just you know. Never mind the part where she was actually a good wrestler when you know when she was wrestling on the Indies or whatever else, wrestling in stardom. She's crazy, so therefore she does crazy things like pull the apron, like you mentioned, over people and, and pound on them after that. This yeah. is how you pull the work, and you look up fifty million different ways that people are crazy. Right. And you pitch those things. So you want me to be crazy? Well, let me be crazy in this way, and not in. I called her. She need to go holler at Nick James. This is knockoff Dean Ambrose. Oh like, my god! He didn't. Uh, yeah. Like it is though. Yeah. Because with Dean, he wasn't crazy. He he tried to finagle the character into where like I'm off 
I'm being off as my strategy to throw you off. I'm actually smart. I know right. what I'm doing. Right. I'm just trying to throw you off by playing crazy. Yeah, a, a false sense of security, and then all of a sudden, like you see me putting you in all these holes. Triple H at Roadblock 2016. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but or, Nikki that, is just. Yeah, and then they'll have him come out there with like as a champion <laughs> with a fucking foam cowboy hat on. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> He should have never let that Vince know he was that funny. That's what I think. He he believes that himself. He said that. Like the yep. second you show any uh, shred of comedic timing, it's done for you. Is what he said. You gotta, you gotta. Them jokes cannot land around Vince. He get, he started chuckling too much. Oh, pal. Uh-uh. No. Vince no get to laughing like Kawhi Leonard, and it's a rap. Oh my god. Right. Mm-mm. Okay, so, so uh, we all think Bailey's Bailey, Jenny, right? Uh, yes. Uh, they, ain't, they ain't putting no he, fucking belt on Nikki Cross. Right. Ba- Bailey has to retain. It's, yeah. There's, it, you know what? <laughs> if they, they, if they take that belt off Bailey before before Sasha can get it off of her, they gonna have. I don't even want to be on the internet because <laughs> I'm a part of Sasha crew and I don't want to deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> like. After 2018, I don't care what they do with Sasha and, and Bailey as far as them actually having a feud or whatever. As far as I'm concerned, like, they, look, NXT, I, I can go to the network and watch the NXT stuff. It was great. Um, and oh, it's I not going to, whatever it is, it, yeah, we were there. Like, whatever they do is not going to be as good as what they do, uh, as what they did anyway. Um, so, like, I, for my sense of sanity, I've basically like I've written that off as is like whatever. If they get to it, great. If not, great as well. I don't care because they've they've killed so much of my uh, interest in that potential thing happening like two years ago. That is just like, ugh. but um, you know, they're gonna, if they have it, it looks like they're gonna have it in like this weird time of year. That's not like any big money pay per view. So it's like I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it looks like they're going to do it at like Hell in a Cell or something. Yeah, which is like, hmm, I wonder who's getting the match at WrestleMania. And (laughs) and then I'm scared because everybody's saying Hell in a Cell, and I was like, why would y'all want to be Hell in a Cell? They're not going to have Sasha Banks win a Hell in a Cell (laughs) match. Are you (laughs) win? No, 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 not at all. She can have one all she wants, but win one. Nah, mm, oh, not so much. So, and for so, and Vince is into Bailey. He 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 like, look, I can I can just keep the title on her. I'm fine with it. It's that's what it seems like to me. Yeah. He, it, it don't seem like there's no urgency to make anybody else. He's just like, yep, we just right. keep doing this with the same opponents too. Yeah, if if she gets yeah. to October fourth. I believe that would be a one year. That'd be a whole year as champion. Smack that woman's champion in that one ring with three challenges. <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Nick crossed like six of them. <laughs> so um, we got the tag title match. I don't know what the fuck this is. Uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler will be defending the title against the Riot Squad, who apparently is back together. Uh, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Um, they were doing take tags a wild with, guess. Um, they were doing tags with Bianca, like trio tags with her, um, like in the last month. 
But other than that, I can't tell you um, how. To, actually, I know how they got back together. Um, the it was either the iconics, some hill uh, force was beating up both of them, and they decided to forget the whole thing where they were all fighting each other in um, earlier in the year, and they decided to link back up. But whatever, like let let yeah, Shana I'll, I'll let Shana know. and I destroy them. Let Shana and I destroy yeah. them and we can move on. Remember, yeah, remember I'm, when, taking, I'm taking the big folks. Yeah, remember when Liv was a uh, remember when Liv was a, was a, was a lesbian lover of Lana at the beginning of this year. Remember that? Yeah. Remember when people told me she was about to be a main eventer and shit? Like, <laughs> nah. Remember when sh- she fought Charlotte before she went away before coming back as a lesbian lover and she said she's gonna come back as something real and she came back as the fakest shit I ever seen in my life? Correct. Correct. That was I, I remember all of that. Tell Tanya, do you remember these, or were you just not watching because like they ran you off? I I, I wasn't watching Ugh. too much, even around when some of that stuff. But I remember that uh, that wedding. I just want like you know people were like, oh yeah, it's typical, and it was typical. But I just wanted people to wait. The initial reaction. I don't like to me. I don't see anything wrong with you know having a bisexual character. Right, but just to do something like that to pop a rating, of course, which WWE's never going to take something like that seriously. So you could just leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. Like they can't be trusted with that sort of thing. Like if this was if this was another promotion or whatever else, um, I I and, I, I and believe I can trust. It, what was supposed to happen was. Lana was supposed to leave Bobby Lashley after Rusev simped hard enough for her and was like, I'll do whatever and then I really love you. Like, that's how you end um, uh, an angle and not drag this poor girl into having to wrestle Lana of all people. Uh Of all people. Yeah. And like, People like remember when they made remember when they made Naomi wrestle Lana and defend the title against uh, her. Yeah, when they gave her that lame duck title run. Yes, I remember that vividly. Twice, because she had to make the trick tap out the second time because she was saying, "Oh, her shoulders went down," and I was like, "This is they made her title run about Charlotte coming to SmackDown." Right. Mm -hmm. I can't stand. And then she never and and then like what. Has she ever had a singles match on pay per view with a horsewoman? Once. When she she did the Saudi Bailey deal with Bailey, but it was a it was I think that was Fugazi. And oh, you said the yeah, you said the Saudi show this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that shit don't count. No one watched that shit. So no, they never they like she she trended right right after the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Actual famous people, actual movie. famous people who could bring an actual audience to wrestling were like, "Oh my God, who is this amazing, beautiful right. black queen?" Mm-hmm. And WWE was like, "Fuck that! What right. about this old musty country gal named right. Lacey Evans?" <laughs> right. Have you tried looking at her? Yes. Yeah. Like that'll get we advertisers. We want to advertise the people that don't that look like they don't shower. Yeah. Um. Right. Yeah, so what else we got? Uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura against the Lucha House Party, and they have not designated which members. Ooh, they still the, work there. I thought they, they apparently got they do. Or, I really, I'm, I'm, 
I thought they got fired because it was so many people that got fired. I did not know that the Lucha House Party. They are still around, grinding away. Or SmackDown. Getting them checks. Yeah, look, like, keep making business money. Whoever can give this man's money, like, yeah, I'll go with the big guys. I'll pick the big guys. Same. This is a, this is Vince McMahon's promotion. This yeah. is New York, brother. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I I think I said it before. It's it's no disrespect to tag team wrestling, but I don't care about it <laughs> that much. I remember that. <laughs> I I just don't. So. So we may- the champions are they probably uh the Lucha House Party. I don't think Vince would ever put. <laughs> I think you're correct. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so we got a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Title. Quick question. Uh, Jeff- Quick question. Yeah. Quick question. Remember when Vince was putting Puerto Ricans in uh in uh I know who you've been saying in masked uh bullfighting gear. Remember that from Spain. Yes. yes. It's like that's not even a Puerto Rican thing. Right. But- right. Right. Yeah. Yes. I just I just yes. wanted to remember if, and then remember they had they had they had, they had a, a a mini uh, a that bull. was a bull. Yes. Remember that mm-hmm. El Torito right. was yes. raw though. He was raw. He like was. we all see, we all see was a good ass match. I ain't gonna front. We got that. But, we got that there forever. Yeah, but we know what they was trying to do. Yeah, we know what they were what they were going for. Yeah. They should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Jeff Hardy versus AJ Styles versus Sami Zayn in a ladder match. Um, so Sami Zayn, of course, said, fuck this shit. I'm not wrestling in this fucking pandemic. And took the Intercontinental Bell and went home. And then WWE, in their infinite wisdom, stripped him of, of said title. Did a tournament. AJ Styles won it. He held the belt. Beat a couple guys, of course, because AJ Styles always beats all the young guys when he has the um, secondary belt. And then he loses it to Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is back. And then Sami Zayn finally makes his return saying, both of y'all are frauds. I'm the real champion. And here we are. Sami Zayn looks dramatically different. Yeah, I heard. Should be a good match. Um, We know. So, so like, do you anticipate AJ Styles doing any of the crazy bumps? Or is this just Jeff Hardy all day? Um... I think that AJ Styles will do one big bump, and that's and that will be his one big bump of the match. Um, Jeff Hardy has a history of not giving a fuck about himself or his well-being um, in the ring, or giving a fuck about himself or his well-being outside the ring. So <laughs> he so he's up for it. I think the last one of these crazy matches he had was when that man. Climbed to the top of Hell in a Cell and then yes. fell down. <laughs> so I think he can hey, fall off ladder. And, and you know he wants to top his brother. Oh my! No, no, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not falling off of, off a of scissors lift okay. and smacking the back of heads on concrete and, and cracking coconut and they continue matches. We're not doing that in WWE. At least I hope not. Uh, I think Sammy, like Sammy Zayn, it'll take a, a, a crazy bump here. There, so. yeah, he has an extensive history yeah. in ladder yes. matches. Him and, back Owens. him and Owens used yeah. to go crazy in ladder matches, so like it should be fun. Um, you know, of course, I'm a, a new generation baby, so anytime it's two intercontinental championships, I'm gonna think about mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels. 
<laughs> you know, 94, and Razor Ramon with right. the Letterman. And so I thought it was, I thought it was a cool twist that it's like a triple threat. This, yeah. this go around and just a straight up ladder match. So yeah, I I like that. And of course, I love Sami Zayn and I want him to win because he's never really had a title right. reign. Right. So yeah, give him his title back. Thank y'all for playing. But <laughs> <it's-> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go with Sami Zayn too. Let, let, let's reward this man. I'm gonna go with Sammy. Right. Sammy has always like Sammy has always been. Whenever given an opportunity, he has always mostly not here. Always mostly, it's not a thing. Whenever he's been given an opportunity, he has not it out the park. Regardless of how big the role is, regardless of how small the role is, he plays the role as well as you can possibly play it. Um, he should be somebody should be used as a great utility player. At worst, they've done far worse than that. I'm sorry, like I, I've always liked that dude. But, you know, um, I think most people like that dude. But, um, yeah, uh, if, if whatever they want to do with him, just keep just keep keep a focus on that guy. Like he could be somebody and get help get someone over, like how he helped get Strowman over before to set him up for the Roman stuff. Like they should always be using that guy always. So they, they shouldn't let go of the rope now that he's back. They should be thinking they're lucky stars. They have somebody that in this system that can still be as good as he is um, and get this thing done and take advantage of it to try to get somebody ready for a Roman potentially down the line. Right. Yep. So um, we've got the uh, tag team title match from Raw, um, the Street Profits against Andrade and Angel Garza for the 65th time. Good oh, God. Man. Now, yeah. do you, do you want to know what happened on Monday Night Raw? Sure. There was a triple threat contendership match with Seth and Buddy versus uh, Dominic and Umberto versus Andrade and Angel. And on commentary was the Street Profits. They asked Street Profits, who do you want to wrestle? And they basically said, not basically, like some along the lines of, I can't say verbatim, but very close to to it. The quote was not Garza or somebody besides Garza and Andrade because we've already beaten them multiple times. So hopefully he's another contender. And then they won the match right after that. Way to bury him. Yeah. Way, way to not clue the Street Profits in. This, this, this is the show. These are these are the shows we're we're working with and we're previewing for the pay per view. This this is what they put out. I Look, if they want to get you to do some time, I thought that they were gonna con- they they should consolidate the tag team because you they don't care about the tag team division. They should they should consolidate so, all consolidate of the divisions. Them, put the men's division. They they gotta keep because you know they got one show on one network, so they want to keep it separate. So just have the women's tag team. On one, uh, uh, Raw SmackDown, and whoever don't have the women's tag team have the men's tag team. Do it like that. I, um, I, I would think that would be a good idea, but the problem is they what women's tag division? <laughs> <laughs> they just you, pulled. They just are, pulled that shit out of thin air. You're right. I don't know when when I first heard that them belts was coming. I was like. For real, they can't. Wait a minute. They got. Don't they have to get the women right straight? For, right. Like, slow down. 
put too much dip on their chip. Right. And, and like, like you know, I really enjoy whenever they have the um the women's tag matches on NXT when they bring them down there because their matches are always good. And it's always with a team of like people that actually make sense to be a tag team when they do it. Like whenever they had um uh, the Kabuki Warriors beat the shit out of uh, Dakota and Tegan when they were a tag team, or uh, when they had Sasha and Bailey go down there and they fought. Uh, who was it that they fought? Shotzi and Tegan. Uh, maybe, maybe, but like it makes sense whenever they do it, as opposed to you know the Iconics are really the only tag team in the women's vision, and then like everybody else is kind of like they might throw them together for a makeshift tag team or like, you know, like if they were to eventually move on to like Lana and Natty, that would make some sense. Cause they've been together for, for like building towards something for a few months now. Right. Like so that's actually, you say that's a real team in the process of, you know, congealing for the most part. It's like, you know, let's put, let's put Shayna and, <laughs> and Nia together and have them hate each other and let everybody have a feud and then like turn them into an odd couple tag team that just enjoy beating each other up and it's like there let me wrong like they, there's a historical legacy of like a team hell no coming together in that way but like there were also like tag teams for them to fight <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just it's just it's just kind of weird like how they have all the women all that kind of women's talent and then like it's spread amongst it's split and then like so like they don't have a strong women's singles division they have on either brand and then they and so they damn sure don't have a strong t- women's tag division to float either it, i would when you talked about um consolidating um all the tag teams i would like for them and i've been saying this for years one brand gets all the tag teams one brand gets all the women and I can just, I can just look, and I can just watch the show that has all the women, and not to watch this other shit. But still, like, yeah, still, let SmackDown get all the women then. Please, fine. please, I'm tired. Ta- I'm tired. Ta- like, look, I know that I'm saying y'all, y'all being too mean to Nikki Cross about you know y'all. Every time y'all say it, it's another like 25 uh, matches. Y'all say her 25th title challenge. But look, I'm not going to pretend that like. You can't find something better than Nikki Cross, who we've been waiting for with this Alexa thing to shoot a drop that hasn't dropped yet. Being the challenger, it's like, you know. Oh, we haven't even talked about Alexa Bliss. They they're going to tease that, drag it out so much because, like, there's no conclude. Like, okay, you join Bray, and then what? Right. Look, and and even though. If, if they turn Alexa on Nikki, then they have to have a match. And who really wants to see that? I don't. Oh, I don't. I don't think they have to have a match. They don't necessarily. She could just go to being his valet, where she should be anyway, and stop wrestling. And and so, I would so what do you think about this this zombie Alexa thing that's happening? Because like I saw this and I was like, what on earth is this? Explain it's this, like, Tanya. She, She's a zombie. She's uh. Is she in a trance? Yes. Yeah. Ah, it's something okay. about Bray. It's something about Bray. She started like the fiend has possessed her or like something. Like dread, dread her hair, and his puppets are following her around. And she was wrestling, and she heard she, Bray Wyatt's name. She walked out. It was a tag team. Ah. So okay. she just she just left Nikki, and was going off. 
she she gave like Lacey Evans a sister Abigail or some shit I saw on Twitter. Yeah, she gave a sister. It was, I mean, it was better than her other moves that she gives. So. Oh, the 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 fake big forearm punch thing that she does. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just, you know, I don't have no, I don't care about. So if if she's over there with Bray occupied, then I could ignore them right. together. Right. Put them over there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Look, segregate them. Me. Segregate them. Put them. Put look. Redline them. Put them to the side. Right. <laughs> so back to this. Um, the street profits and Andrade and wow. Angel. I think the street profits are just going to win. I guess Andrade and Angel are already have broken up and got back together. So like they keep breaking up and they say that they that they're, and then like next thing they're on the same page again. And then like I'm assuming that well. I guess you could say that now that Zelina's out the picture or, or focused on the the Raw Women's title that like they're able to get back together, but it's like that's more of the you know women are the women are the are the you know are always the distractors of men, which is garbage and all it's something that's always been tied into uh, pro wrestling. So um, I don't know. I and honestly I don't care. Like I love Andrade, I love Garza, I love the Street Profits, but like they've they've done this to death. The Street Profits. Keep they keep putting the street. They love the street properties yet they keep doing bullshit with them. Their whole entire run on the main roster. Like remember when they were doing black ex, uh, uh, exposition for the show at first. Yep. Then they were doing. Then they had that terrible fucking match with the with the uh, War Raiders. Uh, that cinematic mm-hmm. match. Like it's always some nonsense with them. And I, and it's not their fault. It's, it's just like they keep putting in position. And I'm not turn. I'm not going to turn down my shot. But. They, you know, they don't let them be in their position to be with another tag team that they can build a real rivalry with. It's always some goofy shit. And it's like, I understand they're funny, but like, these are also dudes that can like really go when you get out the way. Like, we saw that showcase in NXT. That's the reason why they got over. It's like, them dudes got hard and people, people realize that. It's just, it's, 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 I hate, I hate how they fuck up all my NXT call ups. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And then Andrade, he can literally like, be the champion right. or like wrestling the champion right. and making him look he, great. But but how will the fans connect with someone who doesn't speak of the English? Right. <laughs> that's what right. Vince thinks at yeah. least. Well we, well that's that's what she's saying. She's that's her joke. Yeah. It's so frustrating. He he really should just be like I don't know to me the way people describe Vince, you can work him. And I don't know why people don't have, somebody hadn't <laughs> already worked him to think he's better suited as just the promoter and not the creative. Like whoever blew smoke up his ass back in the day, like he was some creative genius. I want to go find him and smack them. So there's this like is, great land. Oh my fault. Go ahead. And the way he promotes a product and gets it to an audience is commendable. It's groundbreaking. But him as a creative person, I've never liked this always suck and it's always this issue. Right. There's this great like, ten minute Joe Lanza rant like, about Vince McMahon being a horrible booker for years and years yeah. and years. And it out of sheer me, luck. Uh, yeah. Somebody said to me, uh, 
something about Razor Ramon was like created by Vince. And I was like, you think Vince, <laughs> do you think Vince McMahon knew what the movie Scarface was? No, no. that was a Scott Hall right. creation. Right. Scott Hall even on video talking about that, about how he said that like he he was um he's watched this Scarface. He thought he was a genius. Right. He thought he was a genius. It's like, dude. Whatever. Stone Cold was a, a Stone Cold creation. He came, him and his ex-wife came up with that. Right. They gave him Chili McFreeze. Right. And Fame McFrost. Right. You know, so like the Undertaker. He got that Kane one. The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And it was DOA. If they had found somebody with an ounce less of the physical presence. Right. That Mark Calloway had just right. just a little bit right. less. He would have looked like a goofball up there with that mm-hmm. stuff. But yep. it worked because that man put it in the Undertaker work, and now he think he can come up with a gimmick. Like I say that he has Undertaker, and by saying he has Undertaker, that means he also has Kane. And then I throw out um, the Rock and the pivot Gold when dust. the Rock when the Rock didn't work. I'm, I'm talking about top acts. Um, and then after that, I would say the Shield. I would say those three things are the three things he can has had on as far as it, like his greatest booking achievements as far as making characters or making people into stars. Outside of that, it's a whole lot of I'm bringing in somebody that's super talented from outside of this company and, uh, and port them in. I guess you can say Angle as well. Uh, you can throw that out there with Angle too. Um, but that's kind of that's kind of it with him. For most of part, it's like I find the other thing. Like you know, Hogan obviously is AWA. Uh, when he had Flair, that's Flair was already a, a person made. Like this Macho Man was already Macho Man um, on the territories or the 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 the, the, the independent bandit territories. So like, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what it is from. Now, I, I I don't want to knock him for um, him taking adv- his advantage that he had as a um, promoter and furthering those advantages. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, uh, Tanya, you, you know. Um, um, you have a friend that's a very, very big Alabama football fan. That's exactly what yes. Nick Saban does. He, they, Alabama has an advantage of want to, and they ex- use that want to into getting more and more recruits to come to come play for them. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what the game is about. So good for him on that end. But his creative boo boo, mostly boo boo. And I'm you um you went quiet again on us. Oh, I said I'm mad at the person that convinced him that this was genius cheer stuff. Like, yeah, he should have been known that his lane was as the facilitator of the talent, and not right the talent or the writer or any any of that. Yeah, he can't let that go, and it's been to his detriment. That's like the biggest failing really was like knowing when creatively he shot like you you're in your 50s 60s 70s you (laughs) right it's not many people your age that's into your product (laughs) is he 74 or 75 now i think 75 wow yeah yeah Vince 75 now yeah yeah and Um, he's still over mm -hmm. mm-hmm So we got one more match. Oh God, mercifully, let's end this show. I enjoy talking yeah. to Tanya, but talking about this product is all negativity. 
<laughs> so we got the U.S. title match: Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Cruz again. Again. A lot so, of these matches, because like I've I haven't seen a lot of them, but yeah, I was calling them out, and I'm like, these sound because you know I still follow people that watch wrestling, familiar, right? About. Right. I'm like all these matches except for like Roman match sound familiar, right? Especially Bailey and Nikki Cross. <laughs> that's, that's, why, that's why he said he gonna get that one. That's why people be in the network. It ain't even worth ten dollars, you know. This is not <laughs> worth ten dollars. Like you're yeah, not putting man. any effort. Right. What do you think about the hurt business? Have Have you seen them? I know you don't, you don't watch the Raw, but what What you think about them putting all them together? Uh, with Cedric. I uh I I appreciate it that they're all on TV. I understand this how it's got a role, but they all dress nice, and you know they're not calling them hoodlums. So, because you know, so respectability <laughs> politics. If two if two or more black people get in a group, you got to watch the language of the commentators. Oh, how they going Speak about them. You gotta watch the fans come out. Oh, the new nation of domination, bruh. Let it yeah. go. Somebody said that about them, and I was like, "How do you get a group of black men together?" And all of it. They were saying it about New Day before right. New Day. Like, yeah. let let it go. Farouk gave a lot of good speeches, and did none of that amounts to anything. But you just gonna have to let that go. I know they thought something was going to change in wrestling. A revolution was going to happen. And we still waiting. Move on. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It was a cool entrance, especially when the white boys used to come out rapping. And everybody oh wanted to be a God. part of the nation. I get it. Yeah. So you get excited. You be wanting to hear the music again. We are the, But it's over with. Oh, I used to love the nation. Who didn't? Like a little black kid having these and Farouk came out there and basically was like being honest hey was was Farouk Umar Johnson like 20 years ahead of time stop stop you stop this you right now what? you know what that's that's why <laughs> this I is one like nation radio we gonna be okay because our people that are like that Umar we turn him into memes we don't make right. him the leader of nothing <laughs> this dude is homeless but the flip side of him is in the white house you see what I'm saying <sighs> but now I don't like I don't like when like they were comparing uh, private party to street profits street profits street profits and I was like you know I was like one those private party dudes are like 10 years younger than the street profits right. those are completely <laughs> different Dudes and, and and twos like one group is a bunch of two skinny dudes that fly and flip around like right. very very well. The other one, the other one has uh, uh what's your boy name with the headband? Uh, D'Angelo Dawkins, who is basically a goon. <laughs> like yeah. like his character in his character on WWE television is a goon. Like he has a background as a former football player and an amateur wrestler, but like. As in the Street Profits, he is the muscle. 
Like he was, he right. he will spear you, and then he brawls. Like that's his thing. There is nothing, there is nothing congruent between those two except for the color of their skin. Those two between except for the color of their skins, and they and they uh and they drink. That's it. But like we don't compare beer money to Steve Austin all the damn time. Right. We it's like black people. If if it's like oh you know Tyrone he's into this yeah. too. You guys are practically twins. What? Because we like yeah. one of the same thing. Yeah. And also, like, what, I think with the street profits and party, like street profits are more like young party guys, and I see street profits is more like hustlers, kind of. Right. I always, but you know, it's nuance, and right. you know, it's lost on it's lost once you see once you we, see melanin. It's just a yeah. We're not allowed to. <laughs> have not compute. Yeah, yeah, we're not allowed. We we were not allowed to have any nuance. If yeah. we can't Remember, remind you of something, yeah, and our, yeah, or put you in a box. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I don't like the comparisons. I want to yeah. see. I don't know what's going to come in this this group because there's so many groups. Like there's uh, was it retribution? Oh, oh my god! god. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Conspicuous by I their absence. I want to talk about it a little bit because I don't. I'm lost. I've seen like mask people at first. I know they were copying off of the uh, protesters. Yeah, antifa. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're there. And I'm saying, if you want to do that and make them heal, you have to have a di- like a direct target or some like a retribution would have worked when the authority was in power. But like, as I said, there's like really no person really running the show. Uh-huh. It's just. But you since know, this no- is a propaganda company, there's right. no one to. Rebe- they're not going to cast themselves as the one to be rebelled against. It's just right. these people are evil, right? It, and I think it's also the it's also a point that there seems to be no purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. There is no problem. It's like, I think me, pe- people are like, well, what are they doing this for? I mean, because it's a billionaire who's upset that windows are getting broken. I don't know. Ask him why he, <laughs> these people just trying to get some TV time. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is about the worst, like, br- like, uh, layout for somebody for at coming out since, like, the Viking experience. Good God, it's worse. Why couldn't they be like? I just want to know who would have hurt if they were the War Raiders. I don't know. Whatever thing, like Vince wanted to make it his own. It's like the thing for me is like, if you were gonna change the name, why didn't you change shit when they were in NXT? You know they were like, did you not know they were coming up? You know, like this is the thing that always gets me annoyed when it comes to um, NXT to NXT to main roster call ups. Is like you have Triple H being told or just flat out lying to us, which is, I think is a part of both about like, um, the way things are going to be, things are ran backstage while things happen. And just like, no bro, that's not the case. Like the one with NXT Collins was that we don't want to really call up anybody unless they have months and months of, of, uh, of stuff lined up for them or, or what or whatever. And it's like, that rarely is ever the case. Like that might, that may have happened like four times out of the, dozens and dozens of call-ups over the last like five years so like <laughs> it's so annoying for me when it's like all right this person's um 
this person just finished everything they did. They had a good year run, year and a half run, two year run where they did X, Y, Z in the third. And then they come to the main roster and it's like, all right, they got three weeks. But it's so frustrating to me. Um, he's, so he's, with Rebellion... He's, he's sorry, the executive though, right? Huh? This is what confuses me. So he's the... Oh, he's over talent relations. Yeah. So I think so they changed his job. He, they did he's recently. A, he's supposed to... So, but like, he's supposed to be the one that connects NXT to the main roster, right? Uh, like but he's, he's not in charge to, of creative. It just seems it's 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 so disjointed. Yes, very disorganized. But, but repetitive at the same time. Yes. Like I said, like you can't follow anything. But these people have wrestled each other twenty five times already. Like it's so weird to me. Like yeah. well, they, they, re- they pick and choose whose history they're gonna remember and forget, and right. yep. then all of a sudden your name is T Bar. Yeah. Like now, <laughs> like, I will give fuck? I will give them this out. If this is, you know, some knockoff Antifa slash knockoff version of Anonymous or whatever else, these could be quote unquote avatar screen names. I think and, that's and, what it is. And then like once they unmask themselves, they will be like, oh, T-Bar was di- was Dijag. Uh, yes. uh, Shane Thorne was, um, Slap was Slapjack. D.L. Madden, who was a fucking former announcer on this show until Brock Lesnar murdered him in cold blood on Raw, uh, is, uh, what's his, Mace. Mace. Yeah, so, like, I think that's what they're, I think that's what they could, uh, they, they, they have potential to still do, so I'm not going to kill them. Giving them way too much credit. So I'm not, no, no, I'm just saying, I'm not going to kill them because what's going to happen is, you know, a lot of these motherfuckers that, that, that defend anything Vince pulls around his draws, well, are real quiet right now because they know this shit sucks. But if they change some <laughs> shit up because they know this shit sucks and go back to the real names and be like, that was a plan all along. See, that was a plan all along. <laughs> so I'm not. So that's why I'm 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 getting it right now. There's a potential for this. However, it still sucks. Like the mass suck. I thought it was code names too. I did because it's so ridiculous. Dumb. Right. The- you know, I I felt especially the slapjack when I was like, "Nah, these got to be like." I ain't heard slapjack and Russell's names because Stevie Ray. if you're going, yes. if you're going to be, you know, looting and antifying, you don't want to use your real name, right. I guess. But it, I, you could do that. Just put some. They don't put enough thought into anything before they start it. No. And for for a professional, like what, what CM Punk said about that, he was absolutely correct. They don't have they don't have plans for nobody. They don't have like it's amazing how they can run week to week without like what are we doing? Like thirty minutes. Before, oh shit! Oh shit! We forgot to write a script. Right. Or they rip up the script. They rip up the, they rip up the script so often. It's like. Why do you hire all these people if you got to rip up the script or whatever else? Like, what is going on in these meetings that y'all be having until 3 and 4 a.m. and shit in, um, in Stanford? What's going on? Like, I understand, like, booking wrestling um, week to week uh, is not easy. But it also ain't this goddamn hard. No, because if you're doing a bad, sometimes as a writer, you might think, oh, what I don't like what I'm writing. But you don't. If you've written enough of it, you're like, fuck it. 
I'm, mm. I'm in the middle of it. So let me see what I can do to try to just see my way out of it. And WWE don't want to see their way out of it. They were like, you know what? Rip that up. Story. Yep. So let's start all the way over, even though we're in the middle of telling the story. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think Bobby Lashley is going to retain. <laughs> oh, shit. I this match. Who cares? Bobby Lashley, sure. He's big. He's, he's, he's the bigger US black. Title. He'll win. Yeah, the bigger black. The big, win. When, big black. When you, yeah. when you said the U.S. title, I was like, oh, word. They still got that They title. still got that. Right. Yeah. They, they, they got a new belt. Right? Yeah. <sighs> they changed the belt now. They got uh, they basically got Ghostface Killers uh, Eagle on the, on the fucking belt now. Oh, really? I got to look. I got to go look at it because it's they got a Ghostface belt. Hey. You Basically. know what? That might have been MVP idea. Probably. <laughs> 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 you know, he's from around that you time. Know Vince don't know no yep. better. He don't know what he's looking at. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's pretty much it for, for Class of Champions. We'll, um, we'll see how it works out. Yeah, like, look, you know, we killed this oh. this uh, pay-per-view because, it, it, you know, it's, it's a card with no build that they had five weeks, five, four or five weeks to build to. So they deserve what we gave them just now. But what I will say is, um, you know, if I hope that y'all enjoyed um, us talking about and riffing off and digressing on all these different pockets that we ended up hitting uh, in the last <laughs> hour and a half, because I had a blast. I don't know about y'all, yes. but I had a blast. Yes. Uh, cops. Cop adjacent. <laughs> Propaganda. Propaganda. This is the weird stuff that I think about in my my spare time. (laughs) Well, uh, Tanya, let everybody know where they can find you at, because I'm sure everyone that hears this, you know, they'll write back in and say how much they enjoyed you. If they want to follow you for themselves, how can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at the witch militia or. At Black Girl Res, that's the uh, page for Suplexes and Shea Butter. We just had uh, some episodes drop too recently, yes, right? We uh had we had two that dropped back to back this past week. You can find them on Anchor or Spotify and other places, but I can't remember right now. But just type in Suplexes and Shea Butter, you'll see a uh, black woman with a big afro. That is us. <laughs> Give us a listen. <laughs> it's three it's two more like me they're they're very they're nicer so if <laughs> you need somebody that's less abrasive <laughs> we got you covered <laughs> we went straight to the 10 up yeah Welcome back to part two of the show. We're going to cover stardom and the five-star Grand Prix finale and talk mm. about um, talk about uh, the, the tournament because we missed a couple weeks of it uh, just because of, of the release schedules of when our show came out versus when the show's actually made it to stardom world. Uh, so we're going to bring on our friend Zach Porter that we recorded this portion of the show before we got to Tanya. But, um, but Rich... You know, there's only one thing that, you know, we got to do, so we haven't done in a while. So, James, hit the music.
ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Nation Radio, part two of this episode. I don't know why I did the intro like this, even though this is part two of the show, and I just literally went over that with Rich and Zach. I don't know why I did that. It's a it's a weird thing. Anywho, uh, we're here to talk about and recap um, highlights in of the Grand Five Star Grand Prix from Stardom, and also talk about the final night in particular, uh, because. Uh, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. I figured I'd give it some space, and by giving it some space, uh, and some room for it to, to really talk about it in a big way, I decided to bring in one of me and Rich's uh, close wrestling friends, Zach Porter. What's going on, Zach? Not too much. How you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Chilling, man. Um, my brain is fried because I've watched four episodes of, G- of G1 in the last 24 hours, but um, we're going to make this work. Um, so... Zach, Rich, um, thoughts. What are your What are your main thoughts, if any, about the G? Uh, not the G one, the Grand Prix uh, this year. Zach, you go, go ahead, ahead first. Go first. Uh, I gotta say, I'm, it's it's been so spread out. It's been hard to follow. Um, obviously, with those uh, positives, you know, t- COVID positive tests that they had at the beginning, at like what mid August, yep, mid August or so. You know, it's kind of been hard to follow, you know. You know, of course, I know you guys had, you guys are following NBA playoffs. I'm following hockey playoffs, and it's just been hard to follow. But, hey, this I, I tuned in at the right moment. This last night has been really, really good. Okay. Yeah, um, Rich, you. I believe your your experience with it, with Grand Prix this, this year is pretty much like the first weekend, right? Yeah. What were your thoughts um, on it? Um, I thought it was pretty good um, to, you know, get started with. Um, I, you know, would like to take a victory lap here for uh, getting the winner correct. You know, not not all the time you predict the winner and something. So, uh, Big U, you know, prove <laughs> your boy, make your boy look smart, you know, from a distance. <laughs> smart from a distance. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what your secondary pick was, but my, Utami was my secondary pick. Uh, and I thought that she was going to win uh, the blue block. Yeah, it just um, makes sense. I think it's the right winner. I think it's a nice story of, you know, she this is more or less her about her two year anniversary. Uh, when she first came to the scene in a big way, she made it all the way to the final before she lost to Mayu. And you know, last year it seemed like she may have been been the in contention or been the front runner to win it until she broke her hand again. So. Um, I'm glad that she was able to stay healthy. I was glad that everybody more, more or less, you know, stay relatively healthy going through tournament wrestling um, this time around. Last year was, you know, she dropped. So did uh, Jonah. Yeah, because she ended up uh, separating her shoulder. So um, as far as like the health part, I thought it was a good tournament. I thought that the highs of this tournament were better than the highs of last year's tournament, which, you know, is to me was surprising um, mm-hmm. given the, the roster turnover um, given a lot of the inexperience that was on that was on the card because of um, just tr- no not be, not being able to bring in like foreigners, uh, you know, not having B and Jamie there, uh, no Saki as well. I thought that it was going to be um, a lesser experience, but I felt like you know I thought it was a more consistent sh- uh, shows um, top to bottom, and I thought that the highs were as high or higher. Or let me phrase it: I think that the highs there were more highs. Uh, like I think that the best match in last year's tournament was 
um, the the Mayu and Momo match in the Jungle and um, Kagetsu match, and I thought that matches like Azumi and Momo, matches like uh, Mayu and uh, Starlight Kid, matches like Mayu and Tam, matches like Tam and uh, Julia, I thought they all all met that that standard. So I thought it was I thought you know. I thought it was um, really good. And I thought like a lot of the younger uh, wrestlers got a, tons of experience. Whether it was Kamatani, who um, had really good matches towards the end of the tournament, um, Saya, La Saya, I thought that she was just great throughout the tournament. I mean, I I think, I mean, she replaced Saki, and she just like, I I'm gonna look through it eventually for star ratings that I uh, put up for uh, between both tournaments from last this year and last year. I think that she uh, she destroyed Saki from last year in the tournament. So um, I thought thought it was very well done. Like the only dark spot on the tournament for me really was that damn Nasco. Rough. Zach, can you explain? Do you? I, I don't know what your level of disgust is. Mine's at like a nine or a ten. What is it's, your level of disgust with Oedotai right now and Nasco and all the fucking cheating and non wrestling and cheating to a point where it's like, why are you even coming out here if you want to take DQs in front of the ref on purpose? It's it's frustrating to be perfectly honest with you. You know, it's a drastic one eighty from the obviously from the Kagetsu led Oedotai, and it's. Like you said, it's just, it's, it, if last year was, you know, uh, I guess an indicator of what this year's tournament was going to be with her, where it's just nothing but, like you guys would say, buff neck or just, just fucking, sorry, out, you know, out of the ring stuff. I want stuff in the ring, especially for my, for my big tournaments. It's just, I'm tired of this cheating. Honestly, I think the wrong person is in charge of Oedo Tai. Um, but you know, who would you like to be the leader of Oedo Tai? Honest, if honestly, if I had to pick, uh, probably uh, someone that's been in there the you know longest than a lot of those other you know members. I'd probably go with you know Nazi Samiri, but you know, I uh, I'd imagine isn't she? She's a mostly a freelancer, so I, I understand why they won't go with that. But yeah. it's uh, overall, I I just find the whole thing frustrating I, I i am assuming they're trying to make her like a a new don't matsumoto you know which is going crazy like but it's not my thing okay so it's, i'm not that familiar with dump matsumoto like my all japan women's uh wrestling is only pretty much spans like the 90s it doesn't go into yeah. like 80s and, and even i think she was even early 70s or late 70s so you'd have to explain to me what that means as far as she's dump matsumoto um, it's just, it's just from, you know, from what I remember, you know, I've seen and everything like that mm-hmm. between, you know, um, between her and, you know, Bull and everybody else in the eighties, it's just, you know, kendo sticks, weapons, ah, outside stuff. It's plunder. just, yeah, it's just, I want like, like, like you, I want stuff in the ring. I want like good matches i don't need this pure yes yeah (laughs) like yeah bro like Like, nobody wants to watch tournament wrestling when like there's somebody in the tournament that is literally on purpose choking somebody hanging someone with a chain over the top rope for the ref to find them and throw the match out three different fucking times in the middle of a tournament like get the fuck out of here 
Vet for nonsense. real. Like, what? If you're That's okay as with... as the Tongans were, like, in 2018. But, but the thing is, right, at least in New Japan, the ref has leniency to where they just won't count whatever pin you use right there, and they'll let the the, uh, the match play out because they don't want to th- they don't want to do DQs, right? Yeah. They really do DQs. And Stardom, if you're on that fuck shit, they will give you one chance, and if you pa- and if you pass that line, they will throw you they will throw it out immediately. So it's like it unless you have to change something here. Something yeah. has to change. Where either you, have, you need to allow the um, the person that's getting wrong to the chance to overcome, or like NASCO needs to be punished or not put in matches because she's an idiot. Yeah, it's it's like a double-edged sword where it's like, yeah, you've got um, you know, at least you know, if this is going to happen, at least the ref is going to be sensible enough to not waste our times and you know, not waste our time and just end it early and I'd rather have you know, like the like the last match, you know, a an a sub five minute match oh if God. it means if it means you know with uh Natsuko and and little saya you know if it means it's going to be under five minutes i'd rather that than just drag it out and just more bullshit so yeah. so to explain to you rich in full detail what happened on the final night with with oedo tied it makes to where it is like it, this is gone beyond our problem to like this is some some tournament thing that they were doing to like this is going to be this seems like this is going to be going on past this in the in the structure of the show um it was nasco versus um lusaya um lusaya uh was a last second replacement for Saki. Kasaki uh, ended up um, having some issue where she couldn't um, wrestle. Uh, y'all make whatever guesses y'all want to as to what was wrong with her. I'm not getting into that. So um, we get to the final night and they have a match. And then at the end of it, she chokes uh, Lasai out with a chain. And then um, the next match is Jungle versus Momo. So Jungle comes out and tells Nasco, knock it the fuck off, get out of here. And then she gets ready for her match with Momo. Now this is supposed to be one of those one of those free matches because like Momo and um, Jungle had basically been eliminated from contention to win the block um, by the time their match started. So they're going and they're having their usual great back and forth for the first five minutes of it. You're like, all right, I'm ready. Let's 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 go let's go ahead and get the fours up. You know that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden. Um, they Oedo Tide comes back out and and fucks up that match. Ref throws that match out as a no contest. By that point, I'm 38 hot. I'm like, you have robbed me. (laughs) You have robbed me. You have stolen from me. Yes, you have stolen (laughs) from me. I'm like, (laughs) I've had enough of this. Uh, by the way, early in the match when they uh, uh, the match before with with uh, Lasaya B came back or showed up first time and attacked her uh, with a rough back turn with a uh, V trigger, um, and then came back later to beat up Momo as Natsuko and Saki are beating up Jungle in the ring, um, and and that was all basically used as a prelude or a precursor to get towards where they want to go, which is. Um, the the Yokohama shows that they had um, that got canceled because of um, the one person, the two people that got COVID. Um, that 
that got moved to October 3rd. So in a couple weeks or next weekend or whatever the hell it is. So, um, one of the, the match on the card, actually, no, that match actually got moved. That was going to be a match where like, if it's going to be Oedo Tai versus, um, TCS, TCS. if TCS loses, they had to be, they were going to be disbanded. So they've moved that match to, uh, the Cork and Hall show that's on Monday and it is called a captain's match. It's a tri- it's a trios match, and basically, there are going to be two people on each team, or one person on each team, designated as a captain. And you can either pin the captain for one fall, or pin the other two people uh, to win the match. Gotcha. I yeah. Like that. So yeah, and then if uh, so, if TCS loses, they'll be disbanded. I uh, just want to give you a quick heads up. I believe that. Uh, the show right after, or like a week from then, you have Mayu and Jungle in a tag match together. So, gee, I wonder if they'll be disbanded and then Mayu will put Jungle back in st- uh, stars. I wonder. Um, hmm. But anyway, the other side of that is B beating up Momo. And um, Jamie was the SWA champion. It's basically Stardom's international belt, where they sit, they put it on Tony Storm, they put it on Jamie Hayter, uh, and they tell, say, you're representative of Stardom, go have defenses elsewhere or sometimes here with the belt. Um, Jamie uh, isn't is going to come back to Stardom eventually, but they stripped her of that belt, and they're going to have Momo versus B at the. Yokohama show on October 3rd for that belt, for that vacant belt. That's what, that's what they did to get out of it. But it led, but before that, you had matches where the chain is used in every single match against Azumi, against Micah, against Momo, against Utami, against Jungle. And I'm just like, enough of this fucking chain, enough of the cheating. Like, the so, only... So, so, so damn those chains? <sighs> Yes, damn, damn that chain. That particular, actually, no, it's damn those chains. There was one match where she brought her own chain out, and then went underneath the apron of the ring and pulled another chain out. I was like, "Are you two chains?" <laughs> oh my god, yes, two chains, literally two chains. But enough about enough about Nasco. Like her, like whatever. She is, she can't be okay wrestler. They have her doing that. It's, it's dehancing the act. It's dehancing Man, everyone who watches this her. Sound, this sounds awfully familiar. Yeah. But the thing is, right? She won, <laughs> I think, six points. Do you think it, that... At it, least she wasn't, you know, the red and white champion uh, concurrently. Double champ? No. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Um. So, enough about her. Let's talk about the good that was on this card. Because everything else other than that um, on the... On the on the um, final night was I thought was very good or even great. So um, going into the show on the blue block side, uh, the blue block had some changes. Obviously, a bunch of things got moved around because dates got canceled because of uh, the cancellations. Um, but it was also thrown into a loop because um, Shuri had to cancel on one weekend worth of shows because her mother died um, like the day before that weekend. And so she had to pull double duty that on the final night. And so, which meant also that Micah had to pull double duty. Um, so the first match to get out of the way was uh, the match that was missing. That wasn't scheduled. It was Mike, Micah versus Shuri. 
they they went out there and they beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah. It was very much how Rich likes to call, call her. She's basically, uh, Micah is basically straightforward, tough, number 54 basketball player for a woman's uh, high school team or middle school team. <laughs> and it's that versus that, you with, know. With the big stri- knee brace. Yeah, right. That versus that <laughs> striker. Um, and it was just mean, it was just mean, tough wrestling. And I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Zach, what do you think of it? Yeah, uh, I liked it a lot. You know, obviously there was going to be some heavy kicks from Shuri, and uh, they kicked the crap out of one another. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was a fun, it was a good match. Yeah, um, no, I like wrestlers that kick and start them. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, so ultimately, uh, Shuri ends up getting the win at the end um so by that point in time that means that um the high the person that in the blue block has nine points so they basically like kind of resets you as if what you were going into in the first night first night before the schedules got messed up you would have been basically going into it with um utami at nine points with shuri and uh micah at eight points and Momo may have had some way to play herself in because she had seven points and uh, had a draw with Utami, so maybe they could end up tied and they would have figured out whatever the second tiebreaker is. But you know how that is; like they're never going to f- explain that. Uh, but that she was still somehow still alive. So um, Utami lost to Micah, so uh, they had to. Um, so Utami had to win and make sure that, or make sure that, uh, had to basically end up one point in front of, um, Micah. Uh, and then, you know, uh, Shuri just beat Micah. So just going through that B, that B block, um, you end up getting a Zumi versus, uh, Micah, a mashup, like, you think I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know if that really works that well together. Like, I mean, Azumi works well with anyone, but just as far as like, how's the pace going to play out? Um, there's a, there's a size difference. Um, there is a, uh, we don't know as far as the level in kayfabe, who's the, you know, who's the better wrestler, who do they value more? So how's that going to work? Who's going to be selling? Who's going to be on top during the match? And, um, I thought it turned out well. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I thought that they're you know it, it's weird because she's so small, she's young, but she has obviously ex- the experience edge over Micah. But like somehow with a, like a seven inch height difference in you know whatever the weight difference is, like it was believable to me, and I bought that like a Zumi could stick and move and you know not necessarily fight or take on Micah at full force, but basically like can grab a, a body part, grab, grab her arms and basically work over her shoulders and with, you know, uh, rings of Saturn and the like, uh, what, what do you think of the match? Uh, Zach? Yeah. Uh, like you said, um, just, a you know, she's got to use her speed, you know, Micah's going to be power, you know, and she's going to use, try to use obviously since she's what, a judoka. Yeah. Some, uh, yeah. Obviously use her, momentum against her but somehow you know Zumi was able to you know just use her speed to her advantage and keep just working and tearing on that uh that shoulder to get her you know set up for the end 
but uh yeah it was it was i enjoyed it for sure you know okay yeah yeah and then the next match after that, you end up getting um, this ended up being the the semi main event, uh, the last match before the final. Uh, so it was Shiri versus Utami, and boy, Ooh. oh boy, oh boy, that was great! <laughs> what a match! A great match may have been the best match of the tournament. I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't think it's my favorite um, match tournament, but it may have been the best one. Um, it's definitely up there. Yeah, it's definitely top five. I think. The, I think the thing that this match had to overcome was um, because of so many matches were on this card. Um, yeah. What it was up against, like. I think with the schedule and everything that happened, we had to put more matches on the card than what they allowed. When they originally decided to go to a 20-minute time limit, I thought that the intention was that you're going to have a bunch of dates, and you could get a, you know full matches, some that go 17 minutes and in, in the like. Because, you know, last year watching, it felt like, damn, I wish I got another you know three or four minutes of this particular match so I can go give it you know four and a quarter, four and a half, that sort of thing. So, um, once some of these days got slashed and more matches got added, you have to still do ties to make you believe that things are going towards ties, but now that it's 20 minutes away, you still kind of have most of these matches in that 8 to 12 minute range, so like, any match that went like longer than, th- than 13 minutes, you were like, oh, this is going to a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of, throughout the tournament, that's, I felt that, um... So, you got shocked like, by the draw here. Oh, you did? I said, are you guys shocked by the draw here? Um, mm-hmm. Not really, no. Um, it, made, it made sense. What do yeah. you think, Zach? Like, I thought it made sense, you know, uh, if it's... I never really saw Shuri, like, like I told you guys, right. like, I never really saw Shuri, uh, making the finals but you know making it close you know it it made sense to me but like i i i absolutely love this match yeah you know power striking i just thought it was i i just having the thing that struck me more than anything the thing that had me surprised the fact that it felt like uh shiri was like just running you know dominated the entire match and then you know minor comebacks from you know, Tommy here and yeah. there, and then just like at the end, was able to get you know, a, you know, you know, get it close. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, I was so not looked, really surprised. It looked like based on the scoring, like uh, Tommy basically advanced, even though she got a draw. Like, so she didn't need the win because she, because she, yeah, cause she had she was on nine while Mike and Shuri were on eight. Yeah. So okay, it basically was like, and, yeah. and they left the door open for rematches. Yeah. And and, yeah. The, and and while watching it was like another part that was a giveaway for me that it was going to a draw was we talked about the those matches that kind of got the reason why I thought Tam ultimately wasn't going to end up winning it because of um you know those the rescheduled Yokohama show like Shuri has a red belt title shot against Mayu on, on October 3rd. So what what she need to win the Grand Prix for? Exactly. You know? So, you so from looking at it from then it's like all right. Well, at least you know I don't think she's going to win in advance of the final. Maybe I I wouldn't be beating my you know my next title challenger for the for my top belt in you know a tournament final. But whatever. Um. So 
but Utami, I thought it, I thought it was a great story for the night. Where it's like, you know, um, Shuri couldn't put away Utami because a part of it was Shuri was gassed from having to fight earlier in the night, and then you have Utami who's in the very last um, uh, block match. She has to come right back out again, like minutes later, for the main event for the final. And how will she, you know, how will she survive after going twenty minutes with this? this rough motherfucker, right? So, um, and, and, you know, I think the underrated game of Utami, I think she's one of the best sellers in the world. Like, she's just great. And I think a lot of that comes down to, I think it's something when it comes to people that have actual martial arts background where, like, they've been hit before, they've been hurt before, they remember that pain, and they can, you know, draw on that for and it just she just sells so well like she's very she, I think she's probably better than anybody selling her arm um but uh yeah so match comes down to it they're just having a just a a, a, a back and forth of throwing each other around and, and kicks and until the 20 minute uh mark hits and it was a wrap after that um and I, th- I think they shook hands afterwards which you know Mm-hmm. shows you that like you know obviously Shuri's an invader but like Shuri's clearly like a little bit different from the rest of Donna Del Mondo like everybody's kind of mean in Donna Del Mondo yeah, they're still like, like young brash yeah yeah and Shuri's just like she's just she's bubbly, the veteran the bubbly yeah. killer like she's just <laughs> nice and shakes hands with everybody and like is so giving and puts over people's moves even if it's like the 17 year old like her matches with like uh, whenever she's in the ring with like I don't know, Little Saya or or Azumi or uh, Starlight Kid are just like. She so just, when do we uh, get her in there with Momo again? Because that was stolen from me. It's. <laughs> I think it's coming. I think it's coming. I don't think they'll. I, don't, I think they'll get to it eventually. Um, but yeah, like I, you remember the match between um, Momo and Utami from um, New York last year, right, Rich? Yeah. It has a lot of similarities, uh, the Utami match. Um, I don't know if it's as good, but it has a lot of similarities. Uh, but, yeah, so from that point, Utami gets in uh, so we can just go move over to the red block. The red block going into it, um, four people were alive. Um, you had Hameka at nine. You had Tam at Tam, Mayu, and Konami all at eight. Um... And Konami beat Mayu uh, in, uh, earlier in the tournament, and um, Mayu beat Hameka early in the tournament. And um, you end up with the first match, you end up getting um, that mattered. You end up getting Mayu versus uh, Tam. I just. Like it's a match where you know that it's gonna work out well. They're, they're friends. They they train together and all that kind of stuff. And they went out there and they had the match you expect. I thought this was better than their match from last year. Um, I thought that just Tam Selling was just on point. Mayu Mayu in this tournament did a very good job of playing heel, whether it was against Tam or it was against um, Kamatani. Or, or Big Saya, or if it was against Tam in the situation, she bullied her around, kicked her ass, and. Tam sold her ass off. Uh, Tam, what, so Tam lost again? Yes, Tam doesn't beat Mayu, at least not yet. Tam <laughs> is 0-2 against Mayu. Huh? I thought that. I said Tam don't beat nobody, bitch. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so uh, 
I don't I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, so yeah, but what do you think of the match, uh, Zach? I thought honestly, like watching this match so fresh in my mind, I thought this honestly was probably the best match of the Grand Prix. I just thought that. Mm. Uh, they just, you know, right off the bat, you had the, uh, the the Mayu neck bump. Oh yeah, first yeah. first German suplex. It's just like, you know, Rule. turn away for a second. But this this match, this match ruled. It was just back and forth, back and forth, and that that ending sequence uh, I really enjoyed, where yeah. it was like, uh, yeah, that was yeah. so good. Yeah, um, there's so much stuff to happen in the match, but like it, it was it. it Basically, Mayu goes into a sprint when she ends up in these uh, Grand Prix finals. Like last year with Momo, like the match basically, like from the jump, like once there was a somebody got body slammed, they went straight into it, and basically, like the the thing that kicked this into gear was that German suplex where or my or Tam ducks under German suplex Mayu around her neck, just kicks, knees, dives, uh. Hurricane Rana's uh, head kicks galore. It Germans, lots of Germans. It, it had everything. Um, like Mayu, like she could almost have a four star match in her sleep now at this point. I think this is beyond yeah. four. And I gave it four and a quarter. A bunch of people are giving it four and a half. It's a, it's a twelve minute match. I watched a shit ton of wrestling. I was in my, my you know, it, you know, like I could see it getting four and a half, but I'm not going to be the person to give it four and a half because you know I'm, you know, I'm the stardom. Mark, so I can't really be doing it. Um, but yeah, um, I thought I thought this was possibly match of tournament. The only other match I think, or I think there are two matches that could get that match it that might match it. Um, the Utami match. If you're a person that's into longer matches, I think that Utami match from this particular card, I think Matt could match it. And the night or the show before. Tam versus Julia was a was a war. It was a yeah. war. Slap fest war, dropping people on each other's head. Oh uh, just killer kicks. Uh, yeah, uh, this. I this think that, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that was my favorite match yeah. for sure. Just yeah. they, yeah, they beat the they beat the ever living hell out of one another. And yeah, like, right. just I've never heard so much grunting or <laughs> screaming. Just <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't watched that, there you go. It's just. <laughs> What what a what a way to put it over! I've never seen so much so much female grunting. It's just like if, that's all I kept. As soon as I kept hearing right at the beginning, that's all I kept hearing, and like it still was just yeah a great match. That was probably like I like I said my favorite one. Yeah, and I went on I went on your suggestion. You know, like your uh, you had a, like that little list of what your your favorite matches of the tournament were so oh, far, yeah. and I went by that, and I was going back and watching some of those that I had missed, and mm-hmm. I made it a point to to put a star right next to that one that one was that one was really good yeah it, it um i know rich really liked their um their white belt tournament final match mm. um which kind of surprised me because you know it does start off with like this the the them in the corners and but rich said he felt the intensity the intensity of it uh mm-hmm. whatever yeah. i was like i think this, i think you know i think this smokes that match smokes it um i think rich gave that match the the match before four stars something like that but I would say Rich check that one out. Um, but yeah, so um, Mayu wins. So Mayu goes to um, 10 points 
Um, Tam stuck at eight. She's done. Um, so Konami beat both the red belt and the white belt champion during this tournament. She has eight points. Hameka has nine. So um, at that point, um, Hameka versus Konami is the next match. The winner gets to the final. Um, so this match for me was a good match, but I thought that a year from now, this match will be a lot better. I thought yeah. that Hameka had issues with her selling and it just, it just all of the arm work that Konami is doing that she does to everybody. It just didn't, it just didn't feel like it was working. Um, but, um, you know, but she's she's so good that it's you know it's still it works, but not like you, you get the the you know the last gasp submission near fall type of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I never bought that um, that they were when they were working on throughout that match. But um, at the end, Hameka ends up um, I think almost like powering up out of a arm bar and then just you know running power bombed her. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just and it's stacked famous, her on her yeah. shoulder. <laughs> It's like honestly, it's that like that running power bomb is one of those moves in Joshi. I just don't you just don't see that often, and it's yeah. I'm I'm always afraid of what she's gonna do again. What she did to Julia gave her a concussion or you know rattle her brain. But uh, yeah, <laughs> rattle her brain. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think still I still pop for that thing, man. I love that. Yeah. Um. So then, um, Hameka. One earlier in the show, Utami comes out uh, in, the, in the last block match in in wins. So it is the two people that went in with the highest point total going in. Um, there's no you know last second upset. It is uh, it is giant versus giant. It is five 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 six versus five seven five eight, and. It's what, it's what we've been waiting for, James. Yeah, Ever is, since I told you about Himeka. Yes, yes. It's what, we, it's what we've been waiting for. Yes, it is the it is the ever elusive Joshi or ever elusive in 2020 <laughs> Joshi Hoss battle <laughs> out yeah. there. And um, I thought they did a good job of selling. Um, Utami was up for the fight at initially. She had a she had a, a quick burst and then quickly flamed out. Um, selling the wares of the match prior, going 20 minutes with Shuri. And Kameka was pretty much on top throughout most of the match. Um, Utami had parts where she would um, fire up and throw Hameka around. I thought Hameka sold like, I'm trying to think of somebody that sold for Hogan ridiculously funny. Probably like like Rick Steiner after Hogan had turned back uh, to the yellow and red like, back in like 99 in WCW like that's how ridiculous like she was selling time for Tommy yeah. uh but overall um just just a just a good match is not I don't think it was one of the better uh, it's one of the better matches of the night but I wouldn't say it was like it's on par with the two matches that we raved about but yeah. um but I feel like it was better than last year's final mm-hmm. what what do you I, think of it uh Zach like honestly like like uh I was not anticipating. This is the first time I've actually seen uh, Himika like tossed around, and so it's and like let alone be you know have her raised on her shoulder like on your like I've never seen her get right. you know raised right. on someone's shoulder. So this is what exactly what I was 
I was wanting, but you know, like like you said, I agree. Like I think it's something that you know, come like a year when obviously another you know another year of seasonings under Himeka, this this match would be that much better when she gets uh because like but she's only a couple years in yeah so yeah i honestly it, it was it was a good match not exactly you know it's better than last year like you said but you know i thought it could be mm, a little bit better but it just this the fact that seeing her getting tossed around and then getting her in that rack power bomb thing was uh was really was really cool yeah and I think for Hameka, that was a good spot to be in to where, um, you know, she's she's newer to the company or the promotion. Um, she got highlighted by basically beating everyone that mattered except for um, Mayu in her in her bracket. Um, yeah. So. Like she she laid waste to the block. Um, she beat the white belt champion, who's her own faction leader. Um, she she goes to the final. Um, she loses, but I feel like she's on the map now in a way that she wasn't. Let's say before the tournament started, I thought that she was kind yeah. of somebody that I didn't know where to place her. Now I know it's like, all right, she's probably gonna beat up. She's probably like she's top eight, top. She's probably top eight. So I can see that, yeah. Yeah, um, or that's where they want her to be anyway. Um, but yeah, that that was the that was the end of the final. I think I you know she I'm um, sorry Utami wins. Utami gets the 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 basically like what the the winner of uh, the New Japan Cup gets with like you get the the crown, you get the robe. Like, dude, that thing was King of the Ring esque. Like, yeah, ugly. Yeah, Utami. Um, yeah, she challenged. She said she wants the red belt winner, the eventual red belt winner between um, Mayu or Shuri. They both come out. They go face to face, and everything. Um, and then she walks off to the sunset with you know she's the the ninth winner of the uh, of the tournament. Um. So the next show after that was um, on Tuesday that they had and they ended up having a triple threat match not triple threat match, a trios uh, championship match between Donna Domondo, the three champions Julia and uh, Micah and Shuri versus Stars, Tam Mayu and Starlight Kid Rich, who do you think took the pin in that match? Uh, Tam Starlight Kid, come on man (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I watched a match uh, the other day, or yeah, the other day. Uh, very good match. Uh, probably like three and three quarters. Uh, went like twenty-two minutes. Um, a lot of it was based on Tam and Julia's wars that they've had. Like this might be a depending on what happens in, in on October third. Like this might be a um, feud of the year contender. Might it probably already is, but that might solidify it. Um, it's definitely the top thing in stardom this year. Um, but anyway, um. It was just, you know, the championship preview match or previews of both matches. So Shuri in there with Mayu at times is Tam in there with Julia at two different points. Um, They end up getting um, the end of the match ends up with Starlight Kid isolated in the ring with uh, Julia. Julia finishes her off. Um, Yeah, so that's all for stardom. Quick question for you guys. You know, like obviously after the the in that red the the red star match you know after uh you, you know death yamasan and julia obviously julia announced the the up 
upcoming new member of DDM, oh, yeah. Donna Del Mon- uh, Mundo. Uh, right. So you guys have any uh, thoughts who that's going to be? Um, okay, so there's going to be two people that are going to debut on, or not debut, but appear on Stardom that we that are not announced. Um, there's another match on the on on that same car where where uh, the next Donna Del Mondo member is. So um, as far as Donna Del Mondo, I don't know. Um, like you know, Nats, uh, Natsumi Maki from Tokyo Joshi Pro and Act Rest Girls like. She's um she is done with Tokyo Joshi Pro, so that could be a spot. And she's done she's done a Grand Prix before, like I think 2017. Um, the problem is, it she doesn't really vibe with the the she invader. She doesn't yeah. really vibe with the invader uh thing for for Donna Domano that they have going on. Like you can't have her like next to Julia and Micah and in Hameka with like bright clothes and she's smiling and twirling a baton and, and doing somersaults to the ring like that doesn't really chive <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i don't know I, I don't know i don't know who like that'd be my first pick because i really liked i really like her um i loved her match that she had on um january 4th with uh with with sari mm-hmm. um for tokyo Yoshi pro but i um I'm, I'm not sure i'm kind of at a loss what who do you mm-hmm. think it'll be like personally I'd love to see Sariano, you know, another actress girl yep. freelancer. So we just go, you so, know, so are we just, yeah, what we're doing now, like, Stardom just, is taking everybody that was ever good in at Rest Girls and just moving them to Stardom. They I tell you Tam, what, man, just, just took, funnel them in. They're school, Tam, I guess, Hameka. whatever they're, whatever they're, you know, whatever they're drinking down there, it's working. They get, oh, as soon as they get, you know, as soon as they contract's over, they're, they're out of there. It feels like, I don't know, whatever. Hota's, you know, doing down there, but mm. but I'd like to see Sariano. I like, but uh, you know, being the fifth member, she seems too big for you know a group or something like. Yeah. Uh, uh, then again, you know, she's part of uh, what's her name Ozaki's group, but you know, I think she might make a good fit. I know you were talking to me about, you know, you were like, "What's Reika Psyche doing?" Yep. Yep. And uh, that, that even that would still be a stretch too. Um, I think she can. I think she can be better at doing it than um, uh, than Natsumi though. Yeah, and I know there's that other name that um, is it Mina Shirakawa? You know, but I don't see her. Oh no, she's like like you were asking me how she how she is like. I'm like uh, I don't think she'd fit. She like, she wouldn't fit for sure. Yeah, like think of think of the up. Think of how much Julie, how many good matches Julius had to have this year for people to kind of get off her back, and yeah. people are still giving it to her because of the the push she's getting. Obviously, but it's like she's out here. She's 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 having as many good she's had as many good matches as virtually anyone except outside of like uh, Mayu this year in Stardom or mm-hmm. or probably Momo and Jungle, but whatever. Uh, and like. I, I saw Julia in Ice Ribbon before, and I thought I saw I thought she could have great matches, and she's doing that in Stardom now. When it comes to uh, Homegirl um, from um, Tokyo Joshi Pro via what was the other promo? What was the other promo she was from before she got to Tokyo Joshi Pro? Uh, it's called like what was it, wasn't it called like the lingerie women's wrestling thing or whatever? God, she's a, <laughs> she, she is a what is it Gravor? Yeah, Graver or. Yeah, grab her, grab you, Basically, whatever. Basically, she's a swimsuit model. 
Yeah. He's basically a swimsuit model. No knocking is it because a lot of people came from that. Like, um, the biggest star He's that this that, that, yeah, the biggest star that this company ever had was one, but it takes a level of dedication and, and blah 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 blah. You get my point. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that she's not there, but she's not there yet. I've seen mm-hmm. her before. She's I I don't but you know, if if that's what they want to do, I'm sure she'll draw. Whatever. But I don't think she fits with Donna Del Mondo with just exactly. the same reasons. Like she's supposed to be this nice, accommodating girl where you got like four. You, that's the like Donna Del Mondo's a thug section. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like it, it don't. Like, I've seen a picture uh, of this woman you guys are talking about, mm-hmm. and that don't look like the aesthetic. Right. No. And don't get me wrong. Like Julie is also an attractive woman. So is Micah. So is Mecca. So it's not. So it's not about just the looks thing. It's just as far as like. The energy and the see how they kick it. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole different steez. Like if you want to put her in um, Oedo tie as you know, as a you know, some type of uh, to fit the old Tam archetype or the or like I can see that if you want to put her Mm -hmm. um, in uh, TCS, if TCS still around because TCS you know can fit anybody because they're accommodating anybody. Sure, if you want to put them in, if you want to put her in stars, I can see it working. Um, but Queen's Quest, D- Donald Del Mondo, that is too ruggish and thuggish and roughneck. It's too, it's too thuggish, ruggish, bone yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, like it's too. It, those two don't really work for in my mind. Just don't, I don't see it. Um, is there anybody about, else that we're forgetting that we're just not mentioning? How about this? Like I just now thought of this. Like I'm thinking, you know, um, because that TCS disbanded, you know that that dis, you know group disbandment stipulation that one's on Monday. Yeah. What if TCS leaves? You know, obviously that gets disbanded. What if what if they recruit um, Konami? You know, she's a, she wasn't, you know, she's not, you know, a stardom dojo girl. I would hate that for her. (laughs) Like, she's closer to a fat, like, she's, like, in the hierarchy of, in the hierarchy of stardom, she's closer to a faction leader than, like, the, what would be, like, the new number three in, uh, in Donald Del Mondo. Mm. You know, like, they, like, they had her beat Mayu and Julia. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, clearly, title shots are on deck. Mayu has been talking about getting Konami a, a title shot against Konami uh, ever since that triple threat match that uh, those two had with Momo back in, I think that was uh, July. Like, I I would hate that for her. Like, it, it, honestly, like, if they did, if TCS is banded, I would be per A-OK with, like, Oedo Tai being handed over to Konami. I was just mm-hmm. about to say that. I was gonna say it seems like Oedo Tide needs somebody <laughs> that has credibility as a as yeah. a top level worker. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, like even even if they wanted to say come back to Queen's Quest and be the number three, which feels like well, she just that'd be a step back. That'd be like yeah, that'd be a step back right to where she was before. Like when we first when I first started watching Stardom, yeah. when I was like. She's so damn good. She's probably even better than Utami right now. Why is she? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. yeah, especially especially after the whole, you know, her whole tirade of you know, fuck, fuck Momo. QQ. Yeah, yeah, fuck Momo. She I, was out here on Momo head. She was like, she was. On yeah, Momo's I can't see her. I can't see her going with her tail between her legs back to cute, you know, Queen's Quest. <sighs> I I miss the tag team of Ozumi and, and Konami though. I really do. Um, <laughs> stars. No, 
like I mean she could do she's been in stars before relatively speaking when she was with um um when she's basically like uh Kyrie's young girl like mm-hmm. all her and uh Hiromu or Hiromi um mm-hmm. but I don't know I don't uh, know no, like she she ain't putting the idol outfit back on <laughs> well she wasn't wearing an idol outfit she was just wearing all white well there was that one night she dressed up like a Getsu so. It kind of fits you if you remember that. Yeah, that was what two years ago. Yeah, the yeah, the uh, was it the Golden Week? I think no, they no, all that dressed was last up like year. each other. That was last year. Yeah, last, last year's year. Golden Week show. The yeah, the yeah. costume. Yeah, two years ago, uh, my huge dress is uh, Kagetsu. Yeah, um, right. yeah. So I don't know. I just I'm just thinking of that. It could be it could be Konami. I hope it's not. I feel like you know. She could find some. She, I feel like that's a step below to be number three. And 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 it's also like, I mean, I know she's not um, stardom bred, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. So maybe she could still, you know, use that as saying like, you know, I'm here to take. I'm all, my plan all along was to take over stardom. I never mm-hmm. dropped that. Blah 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 blah. So I'll join the people that are taking it over right now. You know, the strength in numbers, that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But she's been around for so long. She's been around longer than Tam and Star. She's been around since like early 2017. So yeah. for her to all of a sudden be like, "Yeah, you know, actually, I'm with the Invaders now." It's like <laughs> that would be kind of a cop out. Now that I think about yeah. it, it's kind of yeah. weak. Yeah, but um, I want. I wonder who it is. Um, well, I, I can tell you, it's, any it's definitely not Enchanted Royal. She's freelancer. I know. Um, can, please, can it be Hiroyo? <laughs> Lady Destroyer? Hell yeah, Lady Godzilla. I like can't go wrong. When she came out for Kagetsu's um gauntlet match, I popped so hard. Like, that's one. That's a top. That was a top fifteen pop of two thousand twenty for me uh, this year. Like when that when that Godzilla uh, siren went off, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so I would, bring Aja Khan back. <laughs> Aja Khan to stardom? That's never happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's her bad blood with Rossi. Yeah, I don't yeah, think so, man. Yeah. Her and Rossi—that's old country beef. Like, um, um, like Erzian beef. Yeah, like back in back in nine. That's back when when Aja was starting her own promotion. She it was her and Rossi together. Um, for Ryzen, for Arison. Um, yeah, Erzian, and, yeah. RCN, I don't know how to pronounce it. And by the end of it, Aja was gone, and then Rossi was gone, and like, it's nah, nah, nah. That's, that's not happening. That ain't happening. Nah, that ain't happening. Um, I don't know, but we'll see. Maybe, you know, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, hopefully, well, no, I'm not going to say that. I don't think that would happen. I think that'd be part of Marvel. I was going to say maybe Takumi, but. Yeah. Mm. Um but yeah, um but yeah, thanks but anyway, um wishful thinking. Uh anybody has any you know, suggestions, uh email us or not email us but sit, hit us up on Twitter and um uh, with suggestions or whatever else. Uh, Cuz it's a cool, uh, you know, cool fantasy booking thing. But um yeah, Zach, uh thank you for coming on and, and talking just talking about starting with us. Uh you want to get your plugs in? Uh I'm good, but uh <laughs> no, I appreciate. No, like, I I don't I don't need anybody <laughs> 
come and find me on, on my social media like that I'm barely on anyway. But uh, I appreciate it. So you want to you, you want to tell them who you are? Not really, you know. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. No, I don't. Uh, I, I live a simple life. I don't so need you, that. I don't so need. Do you, I don't need. Do you want me to put your like in the description? Even put your Twitter ad on there. Yeah, you can put my you can put my Twitter okay. on. You know, if you what want. Is, what's going to be about your Twitter at then? Oh, okay. I'm at Zakupo. Z a k k u p o. That's just my name. So f- feel free to look at my interesting posts. All I'm all, I'm all over the place, but uh, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. It's always fun talking stardom. Definitely, we'll have no you doubt on, uh, some other time. <laughs> all right, <laughs> later, Zach. All right, man. <laughs> That's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using. Listen to this. Uh, tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Be sure to visit prowrestlingtees.com slash social suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the network. On Sundays or Mondays, we have this show, normally One Nation Radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keeping It Strong Style. On Wednesdays, we have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. On every other Wednesday, we have Roman Washes Shit. On Thursdays, we have the Grave Consequences Podcast. On Fridays, we have 8-Bit Suplex. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.